actually. Yeah. I think they, they 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 usually throw in some uh, some pretty decent stuff for that. Um, if you so maybe if you, we should start with live shows, like our favorite live shows of 2023. And I guess I can go first because I went to the fewest by far. Um, but I think you know it was, it was interesting to uh, weighing in my head. But I think I know I've seen them several times. I think six or seven times. But Yob was just nice. fantastic fantastic man the energy they brought and 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 caven i love and that was my first time ever seeing caven and i was so it was so like juiced up you know and we also jeff and i saw um high reaper who's this um um sort of stoner metal but with a lot of great riffs from from delaware which i had no idea open was great too so i was like really like the, the first cave-in especially like i was so st stoked to see yob and man mm -hmm. they sounded phenomenal and the energy was incredible and they played pain of eye which i've never seen live i don't think anybody has right because they they went back to the origin to the you know the really early stuff so i think yob was my my best concert uh, of 2024 and of 2023 and I well, we'll wait, but we were going to talk about like things we're looking forward to for 2024. I believe Yob is, is on deck to release another album. And, mm -hmm. and uh, I, I, I went, I saw Yob and Caven as well. I think we texted about it. <laughs> when we were going that's right yeah. you, you texted <laughs> three me of you, us because you had that was your first time right that was your first i'd time never seen yob no yeah. and they were they were terrific i love cave and i've seen them i don't know like 12 times maybe um but because they, they were a pretty yeah. seminal band for me uh growing up mm. it was one of those bands that kind of bridges the different genres you know definitely so um yeah, yeah i loved job i thought that was great and i was right up front i was right on the rail uh, my friend Stacy. So uh, that was real fun. Um, I like going to the shows with her. She's been on the, the cast too. She lives around this area and I didn't know her, but she became friends with the with everybody in the cast. She'll be at Decibel as well. You know, we have we, nice. a lot of listeners come to Decibel and just hang out with us. That's <laughs> they, all, you know, that's the extended awesome. Family of the Metalheads podcast. Yeah. So, um, I mean, so, that's yeah. the thing about the Metalheads podcast. I have to just say that again, though, is. It's not just like a great and so much fun and irreverent podcast and also like so much music I discover is from the Metalhead podcast. So much music. But you guys like the the welcoming and the opening of the community like that you built mm -hmm. of Metalheads is fucking amazing. I just it's so cool. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm on the show because that's what I was part yeah. of that community before I was on the cast. So, so you got like the ultimate invite. Like, <laughs> we're not just, just going to hang out. Hey, you want to be part of the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Someone was George drunk when he asked you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I mean, it, at first I was just like filling. I, I don't. Did we talk about this before? Maybe we did. I know you. The only thing I remember is you were a fan. Of the I was a fan and they put out a call 
to have listeners on because they like to have listeners on the cast yeah. because it's about building community. Yeah. And you want to meet people who are into metal and it's like, just come on and, and talk with us. You know, we're just guys who like to hang out, drink beers and talk metal. So, you know, pretty much anybody can come on and do that if you're, if you're game. And so I had found the podcast and um, for me, I just, I didn't have a lot of people to talk metal with. So when I would listen to the Metalheads podcast, it felt like I was in the room talking to Metalheads, totally. and it was great. It was—it's yeah. an outlet I needed. I just—I love metal, but uh, sharing it and being able to talk about albums and concerts and, and all that—it um, was an amazing outlet. So I did the show, and I was like super prepared, which I'm always kind of really prepared. Yes, you are for the podcast. And now, I mean, I'm doing a lot for the podcast now. I've gotten most of the guests on recently, last awesome. year and a half or so. So um, I've done a spreadsheet. <laughs> so I think about uh, Mark is on the spreadsheets. I, like, spreadsheets are now. So, but anyway, so then they they asked me to to come back and do the year end show which was great because I had already been doing top 40 albums since, I don't know, the early 2000s. Yeah. And uh, so I did that. And then after that, they were like, hey, you know, Will isn't always on the show. We were looking for maybe to have somebody who could fill in if people aren't going to be around. And so I did that a couple times. And then they were just like, we got to have you on the show every time. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how it happened. I was like, okay. Awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. almost well, six not years to ago. be Not to be presumptuous, but I think Jeff and I at some point would love to be on the Metalheads podcast. You've been on it. I've never been on. You haven't? No, I've never been oh, on. Oh, why did I think you were on it? Yeah, I've never Weird. been on. Oh, yeah, you should definitely yeah. do that. I'll, I'll put it in the description. Vicariously, I've been on. <laughs> <laughs> put, put Jeff and I in the, in the spreadsheet. I will do that, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm shocked. I don't know why I just thought you were on. Maybe it's just because I've talked to you so much. I just... <laughs> You know how like um so you've been married a while and then you try to think of a time before that mm -hmm. uh, you know and it's like i keep inserting my wife tracy into all the things that i used to do and she's like i wasn't there for that i <laughs> <laughs> uh, love that so you're my you're my metal wife i guess ben oh <laughs> <laughs> i love the whole concept of of what you said, I just that's a non sequitur, but I have to start doing that more with my wife. Like, you remember <laughs> when we were at Slayer? And, like, yeah, I mean, oh. I just I love her so much, and it's like I can't imagine not doing stuff with her. Yeah, so then when I think of these old, you know, memories or whatever, it's like I'm inserting her into it because <laughs> that's who I want to share everything with, you know. Great, I love it, I love it. So what about you, Jeff, um, your favorite concert of 2023 metal? Well, uh, I have, I have three that, uh, that, that come to mind. Um, and I'll just mention the first two and then say what my favorite is. Uh, well, I got to see Voivod mm. for the first time. I've never, I've always missed them. Finally got to see Voivod. That was that was huge for me. Um, I was on top of the world. It was awesome. And uh, I also got to see Skinny Puppy for the first time, which I loved. Huh. Uh, that was a really fun show. And my favorite, my but my favorite show. I think Ben and I think we talked about this last time. Uh, we had a failed attempt to record a podcast, but we we weren't recording for some reason. Um, yeah. 
Um, and apologies, uh, Marcuson, but it was Bellwitch. <laughs> I know, <laughs> I know not, I've seen him live. I know you're not. I a, fell asleep, <laughs> but I did see him live. <laughs> uh, did you? Yeah, and you? But you saw her. Did you go to horrendous? I did. Yeah, that was that was up there too. Well, I, I have to actually. I mean, because they're playing at the Decibel Fest, but you saw. When did you see horrendous? And just give us a quick report on God. Horrendous, it was like horrendous it was, live. It was the the week between Christmas and New Year's. I think it was. 20, 27th, maybe twenty eighth of December. At under, and, uh, were they at Underground Arts? Yeah, and it was their uh, like their record. I don't know. Some it was some significant event. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if their their record is, was released on vinyl that day or something. But wow. uh, I mean, the crowd was insane. Like people were just. It was like a Wednesday night, and everyone was just going nuts. And like it was like you know, getting close to midnight and they were just still going. And, uh, I was thinking about how I had to work in the morning, but <laughs> also not caring. Cause I was, I, I ran into some friends there. I went by myself and I ran into a couple friends there. So I was just, I was just having an incredible time and they just put on such an amazing show. Yeah. It was awesome. Nice. I've never seen horrendous play. So uh, every time they've come here, I mean, we, we have an embarrassment of riches when it comes to metal here in Chicago. But every time they come here, I've got something else going on. So I've never seen them that perform. Happens. It's driving me nuts. That happens. Yeah, that's how That's how I've had the opportunity to see Voivod like a dozen times. And only this year is the first time I've ever worked. Mm -hmm. Voivod's an interesting one because um, I would definitely go see them. But I only like two records that they've ever done. Oh really? <laughs> Nothing face and angel rat. I love those two records. Uh, yeah, I love those two records. I'm also. not. I the other ones are like fine, but mm -hmm. those two records Classic. are awesome to me. I I can listen to those anytime. I don't know what it is about them. Uh, it is that kind of I guess middle period, right? Or is yeah. it early? Yeah, it's early to mid. Those are those records are after Dimension Hatros, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because like Dimension Hatros. For me, is one of the. It's in the timeless. Band. Mm -hmm. It's fucking like earth shake, earth shattering. Listening like when I first <laughs> heard heard that. Um, but no, but those are great records. But I think yeah, w within the trajectory of Voivod, I think yeah, I think that's probably. God, they've been around so long. So I, I guess know, it's, that's it's hard it's to remember. So, and I'm not the super middle. fan. So. They've been around like 40 years. <laughs> I think I think it was their 40th year. This this that 40 tour. years of Voivod, yeah. which is insane. Well, yeah. and they're they're amazing too because that last record was just so interesting and weird. Right. And they still have it. And they have that love love the last them. two. Yes. George is a, on the Metalheads podcast, a huge, huge fan. A lot of them are, uh, but George is a really big fan. So when you get to meet him, Jeff, like. You could uh, geek nice. out on Voivod. <laughs> <laughs> Will awesome. do. Will do. What about you, Marcuson? Oh, it's my costumes. turn. Okay. Uh, yeah, I have four for you. So kind of hard to rank, but I, I, I guess I'll go with this one as my most favorite, only because I've never seen the band play. Um, and it was Danzig. Uh, wow. September 17th nice. at the Aragon Ballroom in Chicago. Uh, my first time seeing Danzig ever, which is kind of crazy given how many shows I've attended over the years. And it was a stop on their 35th anniversary tour for the self-titled debut album. So they played the whole record live, 
but instead of playing it straight through, they would add different songs, sprinkle in songs uh, from their catalog into the mix. And I thought that was a really fun way to do it. That um, is. I thought the band sounded great. The crowd was crazy and really fun. I, I was in the pit for most of it, and it was so packed with people. It just kind of moved in waves, <laughs> like you moved in waves <laughs> on top of people. And it was weird, too, because there's so many different age groups at this show. And I think some of the older folks were a bit shocked at first, but then they kind of just embraced that chaos <laughs> and enjoyed it. So there was a couple who was in, I guess, probably their 60s or something. And I, I ended up just keeping an eye on them because sometimes they just get swept up in that storm of bodies. Um, so occasionally I'd have to toss people off of them just so they wouldn't get crushed. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, and um, other memorable things, it was just a killer lineup. So Midnight opened the show. Nice. They were always good. This band called Twin Temple. Have you guys oh, heard yeah. of Twin Temple? Uh, no. Nope. I've seen um, them. They're a very uh, theatrical and sexual satanic doo-wop group. <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's a, it's a, I, I, I saw them actually not too long ago. They're really awesome. fun. I would really highly fun. recommend going to see them. Yeah, you, you got to check them out, Ben. They're really cool. Yeah, and they've got like three sexual albums. Sexual doo-wop. Oh, yeah. Satanic well, the only thing that came to mind was like Sha-na-na-na S&M gear. It's all about Satan. Like they sing songs to Satan, but they do it in a very like sexual way. Doo-wop though. Like doo-wop. doo like, It's like, doo-wop. Like 50s doo-wop. Yeah, man. Yep. Yep. Wow. Yeah. And they're good. They, like, they're they, really they good. Can, they can sing. Like they sound yeah. really great. It's not like. No, it's, it's a, a it's fun a show. Joke. It's it's like. Twin Twin temples? Twin temple. Twin temple. I got to check that. I'm going to check them out. I That's, have it on my calendar right here. March twenty seventh, they're playing in Philly. I can't wrap yeah, my head. Touring. I can't have my. I cannot wrap my head around that being anything. When you but, listen to it, you'll be like, "Anything but makes horrible. perfect sense." So I've got. I've got to see. I've got to listen to it. You'll like it. I'm telling you. <laughs> I, I, th- I think they have some music videos too. I would think. Oh so. yeah, 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 they have to. Yeah, I haven't watched yeah. them, but I know they do. Yeah. So yeah, so it was Midnight Twin Temple, and then Behemoth, right, right oh. before dancing. So, and then the, the highlight for me was uh, Danzig playing my favorite song, which is How the Gods Kill, nice. uh, because How the Gods Kill is my favorite album they've done. And I've actually been very, very patiently waiting for it to be re-released on vinyl because the first press is really expensive now to get yeah. like on Discogs or something. So 2022 is actually the 30th anniversary for How the Gods Kill and I thought we'd get a remastered LP, but we didn't. So now I'm hoping 2027, 35th anniversary, maybe. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, so that would probably be my number one, just because, you know, Dan's has been around that long. And, you know, that, I was listening to Danzig before I was really into metal. Like, that's I like a, That's Danzig like a metal. metal but... So for you, because I remember when you told me you got tickets, and it was kind of like a metal bucket list show. It's yeah, like, definitely I get, I get, a bucket like, list. Like, I get to see Danzig. Like, yeah. I, you know, but, but what's really, it's really surprising that it's like how great it was, you know, cause I guess Danzig though, it's going to be a good show no matter what, but the guy's not, you know, he still looks good, but he's got to be pushing 
He's in his- I mean, he's heavier, but he sounded good. Um, yeah. Just his voice sounded good. And I, yeah. I did it. Um, so, and I actually heard How the Gods Kill as I, I kind of exited. I went to the back to get a beer. And because most of the time I was in the pit. And I was actually glad I went <laughs> to the back because I could hear the sound so much better. And I could hear yeah. his voice a lot more clear in the back there. So that was the right moment. I didn't plan it that way. It just, it just happened. I was like, oh, they're playing this song. This is great. And then I just left. It was almost the end of it. But when I heard that song, I was like, I got to leave. This is the song I want to hear. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the other three, uh, next one would be Decibel Metal and Beer Fest. Day two on April 15th, 2023 at the Fillmore in Philadelphia. Uh, the first day was really good. Um, I got to see Phobophilic live for the first time. A really mm. great death metal man. And great Gorguts. Oh. They played a special Obscura and Considered oh. Dead set. Why the hell wasn't I there? I don't I know. Was, I wasn't there either. I don't know what I, I don't know what, came I don't up. what you guys are doing. Yeah. I don't I don't I understand your life choices Gork. at all. I freaking love Gorguts. I don't understand that record in particular. <laughs> right. And then also Worm played and uh, oh. I'm oh, a nice. huge huge fan and uh, I believe they had just started playing live and this was like mm. like their first or second show that they've ever done. And uh, but you wouldn't know it cuz they were really incredible. Um, and they were also very theatrical. Uh, they had costumes. There was a throne. There were swords. There was even a <laughs> staged, kind of very alluring virgin sacrifice with a woman on stage. <laughs> and, uh, I, I didn't expect it. that. I didn't expect any of that. And I was like, this is great. No. They were really good performers. And then they got, then they had that extra added element, which was neat. And they're yeah. actually going to do the the Decibel tour. So not the Metal and Beer Fest, but Decibel also has a tour that goes around the country. And they're going to be coming to Chicago. I'm sure they'll be in your neck of the woods as well. Um, so I'd like yes. to catch that show. I have not gotten tickets yet to it, but I probably will, just because I want to see Worm. That's in March. Yeah, it's March March 8th. 8th they're playing at Underground Arts, Ben. Just start throwing them up on the calendar. Yeah, I'll put most of my responses calendar. will be, you know me, but most be maybe. Yeah, I'm gonna push myself more. I'm gonna push myself. Need a spreadsheet. because you, know, <laughs> you know, you got to man. I try to go to shows where I haven't seen the bands. Now this is getting harder and harder. Yeah, and there and there's certain bands I have to see just because they're some of yeah. my favorite. Um, and that's helped because um, I would go to so so many shows. Um, I mean, I look at my like if I look at my top of twenty twenty three. I mean, there's most of these bands I've never seen live. Mm-hmm. You know, well, so you it's don't like go to that if, many shows. It's not like if they ever came. I mean, it's like there's so <laughs> many. There's so many bands mm-hmm. that I would love to see live. I mean, so that was day one of Decibel, which yeah. is not what I'm talking about. That was good, <laughs> but day yeah. two was my favorite. Um, I only watched one band that day, and it was still my favorite. Wow. And that band was Incantation. Oh, yeah. And Perfect. they performed... Godfathers of Death Metal. My favorite Death Metal band. They performed Diabolical Conquest, full album set. Wow. 35th anniversary of the Sick. record. Like, Ben, you and I were talking about earlier. Uh, Brimminghorn was there. They make a mead. Uh, Goat's Blood, the first collaboration with a metal band, Mead, they've ever made. Um, and it's been gone for a while, and they brought it back for this show. Um, so the Diabolical Conquest is also my favorite Incantation album. Yeah. So I was right up front on the rail and just watched them tear it up. Um, oh, the only way it could have been better is if they got Daniel Corchado to do vocals, 
because he did vocals on that album and it's the only incantation album he performed on oh. um the split between him and the band was a bit heated but it's oh. been 30 years right so yeah. um and he's been putting out a lot of great stuff with bands like the chasm you know that's his band mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so i had my fingers crossed like months before that he would would show up and do the reunion and but didn't happen but you know i love john uh mcintee his, his vocals um he's been a great growler and just he didn't he's the and he's the founder of the band yeah 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 Yeah, he's he's the main guy although in the recent years they have definitely spread the songwriting duties up a little bit more but um they got a young guy in the band too now right like another guitar player is much younger uh, not that much younger oh oh, john is like 60s (laughs) oh he's not i don't i don't think is he i don't know I'd have to he's check up, that, but yeah, he's up there. But yeah, yeah no, I got to meet him anyway. too. He was there. Oh, wow, you got and, to uh, meet him. Yeah, got to meet him. Awesome. And, Very cool. Uh, I was wearing an incantation shirt and got to talk to him for for a bit, and that was awesome. really cool. So um, he couldn't have been more nice. Yeah. So wow. yeah, so that was a big highlight for me because um, I just love that band so much, and then seeing him perform my favorite record of a standout. You know. Uh, let's see here. Um, I got two more for you. Nice. Oak Pantheon, August 24th at the Liars Club in Chicago. So they started playing live for the first time last year, I believe. And I know Tanner Swenson uh, because he's a structural engineer who has done some work with my wife, who's also a structural engineer. My husband likes metal. Do you like metal? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. She introduced him, me to him because. Still one of the greatest mm-hmm. anecdotes, one of my favorite anecdotes in recent Metalheads podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love that too. Like uh, she introduces me and then we, we started like texting each other just because we were really into metal. <laughs> That's great. So, and then Sammy, uh, who's like Tanner and Sammy, like created the band. Um, they've been friends for really a long Ooh. time. They've been on the show, the Metalheads podcast. And uh, they were great on the show. Yeah, they were. Um, fun show. So they, they do everything together and create the songs. And so getting to meet him and, and hang out was really cool. But um, the weird thing about the event was that there was a bunch of engineers who know Tanner, and they went to the show to support him. Nice. They knew nothing about metal. <laughs> so it was pretty fun to see their reactions to all the heavy music. <laughs> wow. And uh, I also I went there two hours late so I could just catch Oak Pantheon. Nice. But when I got there around 10 p.m., the first band hadn't even started yet. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I, I got it. This is the best part. Let me set the scene for this fucking place for you guys. Yeah, man. I arrive. Okay. T- take us back. All the detail. Liars Club is the quintessential dive bar. All right. Its decor is a mishmash of 1960s weirdness and 80s glam. They nice. only take cash. And that night, their taps were completely out of order. So you had to buy bottled or canned beer stashed behind the bar. Right? And the stuff they had was like run-of-the-mill session-type beers. It's Miller time every goddamn day at this place. <laughs> so I'm sitting at the bar, waiting for the bands to come out, talking to Sammy, talking to Tanner. 
I suddenly, I'm like, I don't know if I can drink this. I suddenly see a fridge with a, a glass door tucked deep into a corner <laughs> off to the side of the bar, right? You can barely see this thing. And on top of that, it's got about a pound of dust on it, obscuring the glass. So I have no <laughs> idea what's going on in there. But I say, fuck it. I have to find out if there's better beer available in this establishment. So I end up asking the bartender if he's got any stouts hiding in this ancient icebox. He goes to it, and I swear this thing actually groaned when the door opened. He tells me there's one stout left. It's a left-hand milk stout. So, of course, I'm overjoyed. That's a solid stuff solid that'll, like it. that'll do the trick yeah that'll do it i throw that sucker back pretty fast right hoping i'm not going to die because it's probably the very first milk that was the other thing i was thinking bought. about like milk and like stuff yeah. like anyway and it's ancient it's ancient <laughs> but you'll be happy to know because i'm here i fucking live ben <laughs> you did so i lived i'm still thirsty right so i asked the bartender if maybe did it tastes anything good? else it did taste good. So they, good. that's, you know. I don't know how old it is. Who knows? No one knows at this bar. <laughs> so I had that. Um, I asked the bartender, you know, if he's got anything else lying around. And he tells me, no, that was it. Uh, but then he looks at me, registering my disappointment. And a light just like fucking comes on his eyes. He's like, hold on. And he disappears through a door behind the bar, right? couple minutes later he comes back and miraculously he brings with him another left hand milk stout and a revolution brewings eugene porter revolution is a local chicago nice uh, yeah eugene porter's like a, one of their standard beers real good so i have no idea where these beer, beers came from but i drank them happily and then after that this bartender he would keep going back into his magical beer cave and bring me a new dark beer whenever i <laughs> So it was like I had my own personal bartender, another Metalhead's butler, if you will. So while everyone else... Out, you should have, like, you know, done a ritual. Like, I, do <laughs> <laughs> I dub the... <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was great. And uh, so while everyone's drinking, you know, Milwaukee's best, I'm, I'm sucking down these secret porters and stouts. <laughs> And uh, so that was real fun, you know, that's but that, that's crazy. And that's why this show is more memorable to me than the show. Now, Oak Pantheon was excellent, yeah, as I expected. And um, the show started late. I was going to skip the other bands, but the other bands were real good. Phase Meridian, who has players that also play in Oak Pantheon, was there, nice. and they were excellent. And then there was this band called um, Idol Throne, mm -hmm. and they played this thrashy power metal. And it was actually quite good. I, I felt like... That band got the the everybody in the bar like up, you yeah. know, and they were early on. And even the the engineers who didn't really know much about metal, I think, you know, it was very anthemic, bombastic tunes. They Love they got it. into that. And there was another band called uh, Sons of Ra, uh, but I, I wasn't really into them. They were more of like a jazz rock jam band, which I'm not I'm not as into mm -hmm. that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Instrumental. Uh, but yeah, it was a really good night. But yeah, that's what I remember the most is this guy just like kept disappearing in the back and, and bringing and, back great beers. I mean, it's such a great story, too, because of your just you you love. I mean, Marcus on truly the idea of a metal and beer festival is like 
it's great for everybody, but like you love freaking beers, <laughs> like really good beer <laughs> so much. It's like, there's something missing. I don't paint me like, like an alcoholic. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, no, a connoisseur. You don't need your, you don't need your beer to, you don't need to have beer to then listen to metal. Like no. you don't need it to function. So no, you love, it, it, you appreciate case, a great beer. In that case, you know, it was like a mission. Now I will, I don't want to, I'm not bougie. Like I would drink the Miller Lite if that's all they had, but I'm going to find out first if they have anything. Exactly. That, no, that's all exhaust, is. exhaust all possibilities. Totally, exactly. man. And it was worth it clearly. Cause I got no, all and this I, stuff. No. And, and, and I will say if this is bougie, then it's bougie. Like when Jeff and I go to a show, like I want a good damn, I want a really good beer. I mean, it may only, it may be victory hop devil, which is good, you know, mm -hmm. good enough, but it's a good beer. You know, like I don't want to drink milk. I mean, but the fact that like you were able to like, <laughs> like penetrate like like this bartender, you know, sure like will. saw the passion out of you know, right, on your face, like like yeah. All right, all right. I am breaching the fourth wall. And the best thing too is like he just charged me the price of like all the other beers. I mean, so I'm getting like, these like you must really have had a whole. You must, you must have had like seven or eight. Easily, right? I did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, because From the secret stash. I get there at ten, and they haven't even started, and there's four bands. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. and I think I was drinking for at least a half hour, forty minutes before that band even came on, and it was supposed to start at eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the true dive bar. They can't even get the schedule properly. Yeah, done. So yeah, it, it was awesome. Um, and then okay, the last one I have on my list. Uh, is Cynic from June 27th at uh, oh, Reggie's wow. here in Chicago. Um, this was the big 30th anniversary show for Cynic's album Focus, mm -hmm. and they nice. played the entire album. Uh, wow. It's one of my all-time favorite records, and just to see Paul and, and friends play it in tribute to Sean Malone and Sean Reiner, it was just it was very moving to me. Those, and those guys passed away, right? They passed away, yep. Yeah. Um, and not too long apart, yeah. far apart. So um, they had images of, uh, of those deceased members on stage wow. as well, like banners. And, uh, awesome. Um, yeah, that was really cool. The show also featured Atheist uh, playing Presence in its entirety. As oh, I like headline. Atheist. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Um, and there were a couple opening acts, uh, but I only watched Cynic because the opening band didn't interest me. Mm -hmm. uh, I got there just before Cynic. Um, and after I saw them play, I just felt like I wanted to end the night with that performance in yeah. mind, even though I mm -hmm. do really like Atheist. Mm -hmm. I I wanted to end the night on that. So yeah. it kind of felt like almost like my tribute to those fallen musicians uh, yeah. who I've loved so much over the years. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was the right choice. I just wanted to keep that in my head. I didn't need anything else. You know? I love it, man. That's awesome. Yeah, so it was tragic, you know, and like what a band. I mean, that's another band, right? I mean, they go so far back and, and they reformed and like they've recaptured the magic and then the tragedies. So like, yeah, that's really, I don't find that to be like in the least bit, you know, corny or cheesy. Like it makes a lot of sense. Like this is, I've wanted to see Cynic. This is a really once in a lifetime special moment. See that band, and then, 
and then depart because yeah. you have you leave with that memory yeah and i've seen atheists before and you know it's just uh to me it's about the that experience and yeah. uh you know when i'm watching it's like this is this is what i needed in this night and you know i'm sure it's what the band needed to be able to perform these songs and in, in memory and tribute to their yeah. fallen brother so um yeah it was really cool that's awesome um but yeah i, I saw a ton of shows uh last year um i wrote down a like i can do some quick ones for you Holy Fawn. I don't know if you guys ever heard this band. Holy nope. Fawn is freaking awesome. They're like, just like the last time we had you on, I have, I have a pet, like my pencil and a notebook here. I'm writing down every band you mentioned that I have not already heard of. So I'm going to be listening. All <laughs> nice. Yeah. I love Holy Fawn. I mean, they definitely have elements of metal. They're very mm-hmm. um, post rock, post metal, shoegazy. Oh yeah. Uh, type band. But uh, man, love they it. were great on stage. Just, Oh, you really, it was like hypnotic. Yeah. You know? And I, I've, I found this band last year. I think it was, um, I, I cannot remember the name of the publication. I wish I could. I know I talked about it on the Metalheads podcast once, but there's a publication online that um, um, said, hey, here's some like shoegaze bands for Metalheads. Nice. And so um, I went through all of them and listened to Holy Vine. I was like, I love this. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> so I got their albums on like vinyl and, you know, bought them on Bandcamp. And then I was like, I have to see them live. And so they played at this little small place. I, I'm a huge, Lounge. I got to check it out because like, I'm a huge fan of Pelagic Records, yeah. which is, you know, the ocean and like all those bands, LLNN, like they have a new record, they have a new single out. Like yeah. that, I immediately knew that because I, I have... I think I have their whole. I bought their whole discography. <laughs> like nice. For, for yeah, I mean, love Pelagic. Like, yeah, they like I love that stuff. those sounds, you know, mm-hmm. and it, and like the shoegaze, like the saturated guitar sounds, like in the context of post metal, yeah. works so well when it's done well. It's it's some of my favorite music, definitely. Yeah, but, check so out. I gotta check, check them. I gotta check them out. They're so good. Uh, I had uh, Ulcerate and Alters played. Uh, in oh, November. I didn't even know Ulcerate played because like they were on mm. my little list of God. I hope they release another record because their last record was my favorite record of that year. Oh, nice! That they record was live. unbelievable. Alters was too. Yeah, they were great. What a Ulcerate's amazing. Yeah, where do they and, play? Uh, they play Reggie's. I think that was Reggie's. Yeah. Nice. I didn't write down the venue for that one, but I yeah. believe it was Reggie. Most of the shows here are at Reggie's now, I, I feel like the the big ones. Although I, yeah. Holy Farm was Cobra Lounge. Um, I saw Yob and Caven at Talia Hall. Um, mm-hmm. So um, then that was on my list. Then Cattle Decapitation and Black Braid at the Metro. Uh, oh, that was a great, great show. And, first time and Black Braid. So like, so like two top ten of the year bands. Cattle Tap. Well, they were they were not they, on my list. But, uh, they were in the metal. They were in the metal list of the metalheads, weren't yeah, they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of that last album. The one before it, I, I'm with that you. List, that was, was my great. number two. <laughs> so, wow, wow. I'm all for yeah. them. Hey, changing their sound and doing something different, you know. And it just might not click with me because I do love that band, but yeah. for some reason that new one just I don't know. I agree. Didn't listen yeah. to it that much. And then I didn't the last either. one. I didn't either. The last one I had on my list was at Reggie's, um, and then this is a great, like triple threat: Chemist, Wake, and Conjurer. Oh wow! <laughs> so, Freaking Wake alone, man, is like because yeah. I've never seen them live, but oh, you have! I saw them three times last. Talk year. about a brutal band! 
Oh my God. There's that, that record. What was it? Um, what was the dream wreck? The one before the last record. Uh, uh, I'm the, the, out the, now. the last record was great, but the one before that was, I think it was your number one and it was my number one. It was, um, uh, it was Rec- my number one thought form descent. I was at the last one. 22. So yeah. Devouring ruin. Oh yeah. Devouring ruin was my number one. That was my number one of 2020. Thought form descent was the one from. That was the more, the most recent one. I like that one too. It's cool. That was my number two. So like they're doing. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're like really yeah. up there for me and they're excellent live. So I've seen I them multiple times. And uh, so, yeah. Um, I saw a lot more shows, but those are the ones that came to mind. I tried to do it where it was like, um, all right, I'm just going to do it off the top of my head. I'm not going to go back and look. Just like what actually made a, a big impression on me, and that's what I came up with. Nice, man. I, I will then go further because I haven't, I didn't see that many shows, but the Mismore show was incredible. And there's if you went with us, show. if you were with us, Marcus, on a Kung Fu necktie and you fell asleep, I would have bu- I would promise to buy you 30 beers. There's, there's no fucking way you were falling asleep. Like the energy coming off of that stage and and watching ALN, like the dude wasn't just sweating. He was freaking melting like mm. the, and the physicality that he puts into it. It was, it was stunning. That's the only word I can come up with. It was so heavy. And it I, was, I hate to tell you guys this, but because Mismore played, I think it was at the last Decibel Metal and Beer Festival. I think they were there. They kind of do put me to sleep live, and I really so like. You that told band. me that, but I think, it, I it, think it, you mentioned that last. It time wasn't, but it wasn't for um, Prosaic. It wasn't yeah. on the lit because the Prosaic record is very different. The Prosaic yeah. record, he's getting back, you know, as he as he told us, and he said in millions of interviews. But he's he wanted it to be more of you know less composed kind of doom and you know more raw bring back you know let the black metal stuff just kind of come back into yeah it. i like the yeah the latest record i really like a lot um the video was really cool too for the the first single that they did yeah where he's like in the fields and he's like digging there's some kind of weird like entity in the distance well, i don't <laughs> think just, i saw that i got it's check pretty it good <laughs> it's pretty cool he's incredibly um you know, there's many folks in metal, but ALN is one that sticks out to me like that. He really puts so much thought and creativity into everything, like the mm-hmm. videos and everything's really great quality. Like, I love my Mismore shirt. It's so comfortable. I don't know. I mean, they're all a lot of bands we see are great, put out great shirts, but there's something about that. Sh- and it's beautiful, like the way it was. And and just talking to him and following him, he's the type of guy like if this if that didn't come back, those shirts like perfect, like forget it. Like he's like he's a perfectionist, man. He's so into everything. I met him at the Decimal Metal and Beer Festival as well. Oh, you did cool. So yeah, because I wanted to tell him how much I really liked the records that he was doing and was looking forward to his, you know show but then i was like oh i don't i don't like this live as much as i like it on the album <laughs> but if you were at kung fu necktie with us and you fell asleep i promise man i would have you know 30 30 of the best stats on me 
No one was asleep. It was too intense. The intensity. Oh man. You know what else I saw? Not metal, but actually was super, super fun. I went to a punk show because uh, my buddy Dan, it was his uh, 50th birthday. He lives in North Carolina, but I flew him out uh, to come to Chicago because North Carolina, no, come here. (laughs) So we went to a punk show and the dwarves played and the dwarves are fucking really fun. They still got it. Oh yeah. That that was super high energy. We were bouncing around and, um, you know, I haven't gone to a punk show and I don't know how long. Uh, but yeah, it was nice. real fun. Dan had a great time. And uh, so that kind of sticks out to me as well, um, just because, you know, it probably won't happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. You go into that kind of a show, different kind of a vibe too, just with the audience and everything, the metal. Was it, was it super young? It was a little bit younger. Um, some of the bands are a little bit older on there. There was mm-hmm. a couple other bands, but um, I, I guess it was a mix because the doors have been around so long. Yeah. There's definitely some older people there for sure who knew right. them. That's cool. Do you remember who else played that one? I can't remember. No. There was a band that came on before them that I thought was actually pretty good. Hmm. You into punk, Jeff? I oh, am, yeah. yes. Oh, fuck. Did Man, you go to any punk shows? Did Jeff, did you go to any punk shows in 2023? I must have, but I I'm my mind is mush. I don't know. At the Unitarian Church? Is that red? Did they put in any, any, any hardcore shows? I did see a couple shows there this year. I, I don't know. Bell, I know you saw Bell Witch. I saw Bell um, Witch there, yeah. But you've, been um, to, you've been to a ton of punk shows. A ton of hardcore my, shows. All right, I, I found yeah. it. Um, I saw Agnostic Front. Recently? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, like way back. <laughs> nope, not, not recently. But they were, when I was twelve, <laughs> when I was in high school, but um, but you've gone to you still go to punk shows, right? And so yeah, it, sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I really like this band, Direct Hit. Oh, I don't know them. Okay, all right. So one. that was they were really good. They've been around a bit. They kind of have. Um, I don't want to say it's poppy. It's definitely punk. They have really good guitar work in there as well. And then the other band was Pure Intention, and they were actually pretty good too. The guy like got almost completely naked on stage, (laughs) which was very funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they were good. They were definitely like real punk energy. But I, I, I actually liked all the bands. But Direct Hit actually um, really impressed me. Like I would listen to that again. I think. So yeah, check it out because it was a cool show, man. That was a very cool show. Uh, I'm glad I went to it. Everything's kind of jumbled in my head like i i saw i recently saw a negative approach i recently saw the circle jerks but i can't remember if it was 2023 or like or, or late 2022 i don't know it's all a blur <laughs> yeah. and you you did go to i need a spreadsheet but you did go you did go to like a band that's not a metal band but it's a band that i absolutely fucking love and i wanted to go to the show you you went to a bunch of shows i wanted and you texted me it's like why aren't i at that show but yeah. code you went to codeine which no, I, I didn't like, end up going. I oh, had you didn't tickets, end up. Oh. Yeah, I had tickets, but I got in. I wasn't able to. I wanted make to go it. to that oh, no. so bad, man. I yeah. love Cody. The one yeah, show that I really wanted to go to, that I couldn't, was um, the Cult. Oh, <laughs> oh nice. I, uh, yeah, I got man. COVID. <laughs> um, was that two years ago? Might have been. I gave my ticket to my friend Stacy, so I, I felt good about that because she. I mean, she goes to 
more metal shows than I than anyone I know. Like she goes to every single well, metal show. So like giving her a ticket for something, even rock, uh, mm-hmm. like I felt great about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, but, I, and she's on. She's been on the cast a few times, right? Yep, stays, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she lives she's here just, in Chicago, so we go to shows sometimes. True, uh, like true metal lifer like us. I mean, huge. oh yeah, she's the yeah. queen. She's the queen of metal. She's, she's the queen. That, yeah, that's awesome. But yeah, so yeah, we talked about. It. We probably we'll definitely go to some shows together this time. But she goes to so many, and I'm a little bit choosier these days like i said i try to go to shows where i haven't seen a band unless it's like a band i that's like one of my top bands or something right right um so i'm sure we'll go to a show i think we have some in common coming up but uh you know we'll see i just like hanging out with her nice Uh, i hang out i don't really my friend the captain goes to some shows with me uh, but i think i've been to more shows with stacy awesome yeah I'm yeah, gonna go the, get a beer and I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah, me too. I, I'm actually. I need. I need to uh, replenish. Sounds good. To All me. right, boys. Seeing a couple. Hey there, Jeff. Hello. What have you equipped yourself with? I have a beer called "This Is the Way." This is the way. Okay. Very nice. Oh, I it's like, like that. It's like a steel and a superhero outfit. And it is a, ooh, this is strong. Barrel-aged imperial stout with dark chocolate, cream-filled cookies, toasted coconut, toasted marshmallow flavor. It's not a beer. Almonds. Wow. 13.6%. Wow. It's all light guy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of times I don't like when they put that much stuff in it. But if you can balance it well, like Prairie's really good at that. Um, yeah. I'll drink it because I, I really like stout-flavored stouts. <laughs> 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 but this is pretty goddamn good. What do you got, Jeff? Oh, it's a uh, Founder's Breakfast Stout. Oh, a good old standby. Oh, man, yeah. that's great. Great one. Just a, yeah. just, a, just a classic, you know. I went with another alien. I, I was going to. I got some Guinness, but um, another alien church in my equilibrium glass. Nice. I can't believe you've got that beer and I'm wearing the shirt. It's so crazy. It's one more. Uh, Amazing. I just pulled that <laughs> off your shirt. <laughs> no, that's that's a great shirt, too. They do. I, I have to. T- I think Tired Hands, these guys, they must be into metal. I must. I don't. I actually don't know enough. Maybe they have, I don't they have really. Sure. They have really cool. They have some really cool um, uh, artwork. I mean, it's not like obviously metal, but like Alien Church. I mean, it's pretty yeah. evil. It's pretty evil looking. I don't know where. I, I'm wondering if they were at the Decibel Metal and Beer Festival, or I'm not sure where I found them. Obviously, well, I like well, their beer and their shirt, but yeah, they're local here. I mean, yeah, they're, 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 they're in Ardmore, Ardmore, right? and yeah. now they're everywhere. Like, yeah. So but the, maybe I had it out there, and there was also during the pandemic when I was in Hawaii. Um, they have good breweries in Hawaii, which is awesome. But I would order a lot of beers from places that normally would not deliver 
beer, but in the pandemic they were they were sending out stuff. So oh, nice. I was trying stuff, and I know I got stuff from Tired Hands. I just can't remember where I first had their beer because how yeah. how are they on my radar? You know, right, right. They do a lot of these crazy IPAs. They do um, what are they called? Milkshakes. I think oh, they yeah. may, they, they may be one of the first. Like they're one of the OG milkshake I like IPAs. Once I like in a those. while. Once in a while, I like an. I, I do. Once Will would like hate those. Will from the Metalheads podcast would hate that because he's a brewer, right? At Atlas, yeah. right? Yeah. He's like a purist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a purist part of me, like a really good stout, a real, a, like a classic IPA, not one of these hazy. You know, see, I like the hazy because I like. I love hazy, but like the, there is something about a classic IPA that I I enjoy. Yeah, I, I like it when it's the fruit maybe. forward, you know, where you can get those hops that really have that that fruitiness to them. Um, and I like them strong too. So mm-hmm. strong, yeah. creamy with the, with that fruit flavor that comes through. Um, that's how I really like IPA. So I'm glad because I never used to like them. I mean, this is a while ago now, but you they know, were super, were they were super, they were super, super bitter. bitter. The bitter it's wars changed, changed so much. Yeah. Oh, totally. They used to just be really a stout guy, and then you know when things started changing, I'm like, I really like some of these IPAs. So now you know my yeah. my fridge downstairs in the basement's like fifty fifty. I'm gonna I, I, I'm gonna ask a question that I I'm pretty sure I already know the answer to, but are there good beer podcasts? There must be, right? Oh, I have um, no idea. That's a good yeah, question. Yeah, no, there's one I listen to. Oh there's, yeah, okay. Yeah. The, that's something um, I could get into. Like I, I could see myself. The brewer, like the, there's a there's this brewers at no, it's not brewers advocate. That was that's the website. Um, I'll send you the the info. They have a magazine. They do actually do a print magazine. Actually, there's a couple that are kind of fun. One is Matt uh, Migachi, who's the singer of Cryptopsy. Oh he yeah. Is, he has, well, he does he, the decibel column, doesn't he? Maybe he does that too. I think you're right. I got but he does um he does Vox and Hops. Vox and Hops Metalhead podcast, where he okay. always has a beer, which is fun. Uh, it's a fun one. But the real beer cast that I just tuned back into because I wanted to hear what the best beers of the of the year were. Um, thought I had it saved in here. Now, he doesn't do it, but there's. I feel like he used to do it. There's a new person called Courtney Eisman. Uh, okay. It's not the brewers. I would not do that podcast for the simple fact that they would tell me all these delicious beers that I want to drink, and then I would (laughs) spend a ton of money. Especially this, especially this one. Like these guys are insane about beer. Like they're so yeah, they're so into it. And um, yeah, I'm already in trouble with my wife for this app Tavor. You guys know about Tavor? No. Oh, 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 you can can, like you you can have beer delivered, right? Well, it's uh oh yes, it, but from, Tavor it's an app that you download. Sorry, I heard something weird. I don't know if it's my cat or something. Uh, it's an app you download, and there's different beers from all over the country, including Alaska. Yeah. Um, and they'll put up beers for a limited time, and you can um, commit to buying them. They charge you when you get it, and then at the end of the month, all the beers that you've committed to, they put in a box and send to you. Wow. And you can do uh, as many as you want. It's not like a subscription. You just have the app, and if you decide you want to do it, you can also defer it. So it's like because you, as soon as you buy a beer, you, you pay for it, and then you pay for shipping right before it comes out. But you nice. can say, oh, I'm yeah. going to wait 
for a couple months and then add more stuff and then I'll have it shipped on this date. Uh, but it's cool because you can get <laughs> like Anchorage, you know, I love Anchorage oh, beers. Uh, yeah. They do really good IPAs from Alaska and, and I can't, I don't, I see them once in a while here, but not a lot. Yeah. So there's a lot of breweries and stuff that um, you normally wouldn't get stuff from. Uh, Tavor, T-A-V-O-R? And, you know. T-A-V-O-U-R. Delaware Delaware is so. That's where I got this one from. That's where you got it. Nice. Delaware is so lame. Actually, I got this one from it, too. (laughs) Delaware, we can't, we can't do, they won't do, they have like a a law against. Right. George talks about that all the time. Really, really annoying. But the the cast, Jeff, I'm going to send this to you. Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine's um, Beer and Brewing Podcast. Okay. Uh, it's really good. And the one, the top, they do their top, and they do, you know, they go by styles, and but they had their top of uh, 2023. And uh, I, I always, I mean, uh, that's the one I, the one I, I listen to because I'm like, but, I always find a beer I want to try. Nice. Check it out. It. Check out Tavor though, because it's it is cool. Because yeah, they'll break it down, you know, by style, um, and then you can save certain breweries that you like, and so you'll get alerts when it comes out. Because some of that shit, that's awesome. like they'll put it up and it'll sell it like that, <laughs> you I know. Bet. Yeah. Um, so they always have it, and then they'll keep it on until it sells out, and then they'll put fresh um, beers on. I'm actually looking at it right now. Curious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, especially like good Christmas beers and things like that. Like the holidays, I've gotten some of that. And I right. love Belgians as the other beer. Oh, Belgians and so Stouts are probably my favorites. So. Listen, I, if you don't, you may already know about this, but if you're in Philadelphia, Monks. You, have to, you have to go to Monks. Oh, we always Monks. go to Monks. Oh, thank That's God. That's our favorite okay. place. Because <laughs> okay. I was like. That place is ridiculous. It, it, yeah, you have to go to Monks. Oh man! Oh, we we, we stay in the hotel that's right near it, the Marriott. <laughs> that's, that's the way to do and it. And we walk down there. We're, we go to Monks like three or four times. Whenever. Okay, that's our favorite place. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. is. You got got to get the Pliny. Oh, yeah. Right, and that's the pe- <laughs> like pe- people come from like all over to go to Monks so they can have Pliny the Elder. Oh like, no, they know us there, and we we always get the back room. Or Pliny the Younger. Oh yeah, it's because so we have nice, so many right? people. They're it's so like, nice. It's just and, yeah, and that's like, fantastic. Like I went to that show. And you have the hotel right there. That's it's just right perfect. there. That's perfect. Like Oak Pantheon, when I go there, sometimes we'll ask them like, "What do you guys have that maybe isn't on the list?" And they'll they'll bring us some rare shit that right. they just got downstairs. So. um yeah, I love Monks. Yeah, that's our by far favorite spot. So we're on oh, it, Jeff. We're on it. I'm so glad to hear that. That's really cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I just passed my my 500th beer on my on the Untapped. <laughs> nice. So certified alcohol. On my way. I'm on my way. <laughs> yeah, I just did Untapped too. While we were, uh, I was waiting for you guys. I don't know how many beers I have on here actually. I sometimes forget to do it, but um, mm-hmm. the Metalheads. Uh, Oh, I, I have way more. I have a th- I have over a thousand check-ins. <laughs> That's right, not surprising. I, 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 I've got some catching up. To Friend me. me on there, dude. Yeah, I'm easy to find. <laughs> My name is pretty unique. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, what about when we go with looking back at 2023? Like um, records we're mm. still or uh, records we're rediscovering. Records we're still listening to. And uh, how about you, Jeff? Like, um, what, what, what do you? What were some of the records for you this 
the 2023 that you were really um, into? Do me later. But let's do, <laughs> let's do our guest first. If Will was here, he'd say, I'm going to do you now. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> he would definitely not let that one slide. You I actually thought let... of saying something. I was like, That's not me. That's Will. <laughs> <laughs> that's when um, i turn the vault my wife comes in the room that's when i turn like the cast volume down what's this misogynist trash you're listening to no no that's just that, that, that just will that just will he's funny um okay so Mar- uh, marcus on all right so you want me to just talk about albums that i really like from 2023 and still spin or you want me to talk about like overlooked albums grower stuff that maybe wasn't on my list what do you want it's all such great stuff you know but <laughs> i mean maybe starting with the um yeah maybe starting with the growers because i have to say i you know what i mean i was shocked that the anchor was your number one like i was not expecting the the anchor to be your number one which i thought was really really great but yeah and i know I'm that was chameleon that, that was a grower though i mean that was definitely a grower for you i think too but go with growers other it wasn't grower. that one wasn't a grower for me actually like oh, john really? had it on he had it on his mid-year list as like number two or something but it had just come out before the mid-year and so i didn't even have a chance to listen to it okay so that's right when when ed was on the cast you hadn't listened to it yet i don't think or maybe uh, you only listened to no, it once. He was, no when he was on the cast i got him on the cast because i had listened to the album okay okay so i was like i need to talk to this guy because okay it's, okay such an interesting album for people who don't know um you know it's a progressive metal album um and ed did it in the pandemic he wrote the songs but he got all these great musicians from around the world to contribute to the to the record and it's amazing because it's such a cohesive focused record but you know you had to do it in in this these conditions where you you know you couldn't meet up with people where you felt like um, maybe a little depressed. He's talked about that where he, he feel like he couldn't connect. Um, he couldn't go out and do things. Obviously a lot of people felt that way, but by making this album, he was able to do that. He connected to the larger community and made something that really mattered to him and to other people, everybody who contributed to it, but also people who've listened to it over all this time. And, you know, I feel like that factors in. I think it's a terrific album on its own. And even if it didn't have that backstory, it'd yeah. still be super high on my list. But the fact that um, this music really meant something mm. to him and to everybody else. And on top of that, he had like a best friend who passed away. And like the last song is all about him. A lot of the songs are about, you know, um, how he feels or about people. Yeah, that, uh, super, left um, super emotional lyrics. So yeah, um, yeah, I love that record. Um, as soon as I started playing, I really liked it, but uh, I would just keep playing it over and over. I remember I was downstairs and I was organizing all my comics. Yeah. Uh, I, I have a lot. We got a house a couple of years ago and stuff was just down there and I wanted to put everything on metal racks, go through nice. it all, um, make sure it was all in alphabetical order. It was, but when you move, it kind of gets out of out of whack so i was down in that basement a lot and just like days and days and i would play that record over and over along with other records of course but it just stuck with me there was something about it that was really powerful what a great what um, a what a fantastic title it all began with loneliness yeah i mean that's how we felt love that title yeah 
And uh, I really like what you're saying too, Marcus. I'm like, I'm going to nerd out a little bit, but like, I really believe like the story and the context um, that we, that we connect ourselves with of the, of a record. And also in terms of our own experience, like really, I mean, it adds so much to the listening, like, as a as a consumer of metal growing up, none of that shit mattered to me. I just wanted the, the fastest <laughs> and the loudest and the heaviest. Right. Like the older I get, like I really appreciate that. Like I really, really appreciate that. Yeah, and, I mean uh, you have more depth when you start out, you know, you're like, Oh, it's a great cover. I need to have that. And now it's right. more about how do you connect with the music, you know, what how does it yeah. move you in a way that, you know, matters. And yeah. so this this one definitely does that, and uh, and I'm not even the pandemic to me. I lived in Hawaii, <laughs> like, and I I'm happy <laughs> not seeing people. I'm okay right, with it. Right. Like people like hanging out with you guys, but dude, you, you get I'm okay you and, in the you dark. And tr- you and tr- you and Tracy, <laughs> you and Tracy picked the absolute perfect time to move to Hawaii. We did. Like, it was perfect. So like, I mean, I don't I don't have the same feelings that Ed had when he was in the pandemic, yeah. but. The thing of it is, is that when I listen to that record, everything he felt, I can feel it, mm. right? Mm. You describe your emotions musically, and it's yeah. touching me in a way where I understand what you went through. And that is amazing. Like if, if you can communicate yep. that through music, yep. that's going to be very high on my list. No question for me, yeah. too. No question. I, there's plenty of stuff on my list because like, it was really heavy or really slow and crushing and everything else. But I'm I'm right there with you. Like the one, like Ranok, there were so many connections emotionally, and and not nostalgic in the in the cheesy sense, but in the in the records, in the sounds, the sounds that like mattered. But I, yeah, that's really cool. Um, yeah. So yeah, I mean, going through my list, that there's that one for sure, and I, actually, I'll talk about my number two because I just feel like people it was that song. Can I interrupt real quick? But mm-hmm. I think you talked about that on the um, when you gave the, your best of, and you were talking about the last song, "Stay." Stay. Yeah, and um, I've I've listened to that a bunch of times, which it's really something else, and the lyrics are are really powerful. Um, I made it this far, thought I could do it alone. I, I admit I was wrong. I am falling apart. Will you take me in as I am? Nurture me back to health. I tried to break the madness, thought that it would leave me alone, all made out of sadness. Nothing you have not seen before. Can I leave the chaos far behind this time and, and for all? My roots are soaked in blackness following me back from the start. I love like the qua- the questions. I love when like, it's not that typical. You know, it's sort of like, it's not just like sharing emotions. It's like this deep questioning of like the emotions like that happen in a lot of the songs on the, this record. And there's a sincerity there. I mean, for me too. There's a sincerity yeah. there. Because it's like the uncertainty of it, you know. It's the, like, uncertainty, the uncertainty, the uncertainty, you know, because I don't know, I don't know how I'm supposed to get through yeah. this, whether it's a loss or whether it's, you know, being in the pandemic and not be able to see people, yeah. uh, not be able to do the things you normally do, you know, 
you questioned like your existence. And I thought that was pretty interesting uh, on the album and powerful, you know, and, Very. And, it, and it makes sense. And I think the answer is this album. Like you make this album and you're like, you know what? All this stuff that I felt I've channeled it into something positive. Yeah. That's what I really, really enjoy about it. And, and it comes through again. It just comes through on all the songs. And I just think that is special. And Jeff, Jeff, it has saxophone. Which I hate it, normally. Yeah. <laughs> you're on record as not being a saxophone. It has saxophone. It has flute. It has choirs. They have like, he had like choirs, like not just ambient synth pads, but real backing choir vocals. Like the arrangements are insane. I've got to hear this. I have not full on that. saxophone solos that are great. And Marcuson likes it. Well, yeah. Here's the thing with that is that okay, it's not, it was his number one record, man. The was. guy, that, the guy that probably listened to four thousand albums or, <laughs> or, or something like that. The well, anchor, the, the anchor is his number one album of twenty twenty three. I can't wait to hear it. The thing of it is, is that nothing is done just for flash mm-hmm. or just for accent. Um, the way they that Ed crafts the music, all of those parts matter to it. Like it, it, it flows in a way that oh, this needs to be here, <laughs> and um, you know, so it isn't just saxophone. I don't like it's just the addition of things where it feels like an addition rather than yeah. an integral part yeah. of the music. So and it feels album, like like this, like it couldn't, it, it, it wouldn't be right without it. Exactly. So yeah, you'll see sun- what I'm saying when you listen yeah. to it, because it just uh, yeah. that's what's so remarkable about this album, among the other things we talked about, is the way that it it shifts and flows with all these different instruments and and style, and but it still feels very cohesive, right? Uh, and I think that is really hard to do, especially with an album that that's this eclectic. Uh, so uh, yeah, that's why. Uh, it just got me and emotional at the same time. It's it's got so virtuoso performances, yeah. And there's so much going on in it, but you can also sing it, you know. Right. You can also feel with it, and uh, I mean, that that's not something that happens every day. No, and and the other thing too, I'll say about it that I absolutely love, and I mentioned this in in this, you know, how did I miss this masterpiece? Is I'm a frick, I freaking love Opeth. I, I mean, I'm not going to get in. Uh, I'd back out of Thunderdomes, Thunderdomes if Opeth was involved because it's just one of these bands that I just <laughs> I don't want to debate about. Like, I just fucking love all their records. Maybe I would debate like the last record, their very last record. Like um, it was I like it's Canterbury Prague more and it's, you know, but all their other records like. And I, you know, I read reviews about Anchor It, and a lot of people say, "Well, it's kind of, you know, obviously so influenced by o- Opeth." And to me, it's like when I heard it, I'm like, number one, if you know anything about Opeth <laughs> and the arrangements and their sound, it's insanely technical. It's like there, and and there are parts of songs. I don't hear a lot of Opeth in it, to be honest with you. Like, I hear Opeth on my favorite song on the record. I think my favorite song is Until the Sun Illuminates, number three. And I can hear Opeth, like the riff and the tones and the even the off time. There's a definite watershed going on there. But I fucking love it. Like, it's done in a way that's not like, you know, 
we're we're an Opeth. I don't even know how you'd be an Opeth cover band, but we're an Opeth cover band. It's <laughs> it makes sense to the whole record, like, and it's and as I think Ed said on the interview, like, I mean, that was that's that was life changing for him. That record, those records. Mm-hmm. I think Watershed in particular was like hugely influential on him, and so that's an honest expression. But to do that, to bring forth a band as huge as Opeth and that sound in such an honest way and assimilate, I'm going to use that nerdy word because it doesn't, I don't even know what it means, but to assimilate the Opeth sounds into their sound and make it their own. And, and but also, as you said, Marcus on cross the next level, which for me is emotion. It's it truly yeah, I mean, it tr- it's truly a masterpiece. Sure, you can hear influences in like most albums, but I think the sound that they create on that record is pretty singular. I I can't think of another yeah. band that just sounds like the anchor. No, no, exactly. It's like you know, it's like Ranock. You know, he and I were talking about that. Like you can hear Emperor, you know, you can hear Dream Theater, but who the fuck cares? Like it's Ranock. You know, it's the same thing with it's the same thing with it's the same thing with the the, yeah. the It's like I'm I'm really I, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. I believe Opeth has a new record coming out in 2024, but like that would come out and I would love it. But it's not like I'm not it's really really looking forward to the next Ranock record. It's not like I'm not really really looking forward to the next Anchor record. I'm like stoked to hear what these guys these incredible bands are gonna do, right? So it's like, so that to me is, and I'm going to, and uh, you know, that to me is really what it, nothing else sort of matters. It doesn't really yeah. matter that they're influenced by those particular bands. Well, and, and the thing of it is too, is like, I haven't really been as into Opeth. Like Ian said on your cast, like, uh, you know, I'm definitely more into the earlier Opeth. He's into the earlier stuff. Than the newer yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. So I'm glad people are picking up the ball on the older stuff yeah. that I liked more and, and kind of making it their own. Like, okay, this was done before and we're going to do some things as if, you know, Opeth had kept going in that style, but then also right. inject our own personality and musicianship into it. So I, I like that uh, quite a bit. Um yeah, there's been very few bands that I've liked, like everything they do. I really like Amorphous, but even like Queen of Time didn't make my list. Mm. You know what I mean? But now I just I don't know. I don't know. Band. I hate to use the word, but like they're an amazing band, Amorphous. But like, it, you know, it, it's it's too cliche. But I, it, it, there's it's samey. There's kind of a sameness. Well, I don't. I, I mean, there's some, there's that. there's some there's some exploration going on, but like, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's probably, Enslaved it's probably, is probably the the biggest one. I I love most, if not all, their albums. I love every Enslaved. I fucking love yeah. Enslaved. Like that was on my list. I mean, I and they out. change a lot. They change a ton. Yeah. yeah, but Amorphous. I don't know. For some reason, that's one of those bands. Like I, I'm like into it, but it just I don't know what it is about the connection, the lack of connection that I have with um, Amorphous as compared to Enslaved, like every Enslaved record I fucking love. Yeah. I don't know. know, It's It's hard to do. It's very very subjective. It is. And you're a band, so there's a sound that you want to make, right? And then you might try to change things. You have your like... 
identifiable sound, I guess. Yeah. It says this is the band. Yeah. But at the same time, you want to try to grow, progress, and try other things. Sometimes bands do that and they kind of lose that identity that made them interesting to you in the beginning. Definitely. Sometimes they're able to incorporate new sounds, but they still have that core uh, that you still connect to. And it's yeah. just a matter of, you know, how they're going to do it. Each band's different, you know. I think of a band like Paul Bear. I really like their earlier stuff. And I even like some of the later stuff. The last one I didn't like as much, you know. Yeah. So, because it feels like it got too far away from from what I liked about the band. Mm -hmm. But if that's what they want to do, that's great. Totally. So, But I'm interested yeah. to see what they do next. Like, are they yeah. going to go back to the beginning, try to incorporate all the sounds? Um do something completely new I, I don't know but as a band you know you want them to grow and, and change there's some bands who just i mean cannibal corpse never changes right, <laughs> right. but they're still good yeah, <laughs> but it's right. the same thing every time exactly that's not the kind of bands i prefer like cannibal corpse probably not making my list anytime <laughs> soon it could be a great death metal record but it's still right. i've already heard this death metal record right right so it's just a matter of taste. Some people want that consistency. Yeah. I want it. I want it all. I think like well, I need room for everything. Yeah, no, I do. Like, and that's how, that was my how I kind of went about my list. You know, like they're it's so rich the the genres of metal, the different subgenres that like I had to put um, I had to put uh, I mean hippie death cult. I had to put that on there. I had to put uh, Domcraft. Um, I listened to those records a lot. They're catchy. They're just really great records. But then I had a ton of Doom stuff that I listened to a lot. Um, it's all those those different flavors. So, like, I don't know. That, that, that makes – my wife was funny because I went upstairs and grabbed a beer and she – saw my this the equilibrium glass and she said oh i remember that glass from when you were like that was the only glass you were holding during covid and i said oh yeah like i drank drank too much during covid you know it's like gotta <laughs> gotta be careful and she said that's just your adhd like you're an extremist like you do everything to the extreme i'm like okay i like that better <laughs> than, an, than an alcoholic were you but like because i'm extreme metal but I think with metal, but I think with metal, I'm kind of the same. I mean, Jeff and I, it's probably why like Jeff and I click so much. It's like, there's so many different styles that I love. It's hard for me to like be excited for just, I am, you know, particularly excited for the next Rannoch and some of my top records, but I'm really fucking excited for the new priest record. Like, cause I loved firepower. The first time I heard it, I was like, holy shit, this is a record I've been waiting mm -hmm. for, for Judas Priest for for decades to make. Like, this is the sound. And then I hear the first three singles off of um, Unbreakable Shield. Is that what it's called? Unbreakable Shield? Invincible Shield, I think? In Invincible. That's better. Invincible Shield. And I love them. And I'm so excited for that record. But it's metal. I mean, it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, not, it's not long form doom, right? I mean, it's not. But... I still love it, you know, at the same time. So I think that's hey, I got a question for you guys. Yeah, you yeah, just man. mentioned uh, you uh, uh, connecting with Jeff. How did you guys even meet? I don't know if I even know this story. 
How, how did this come I think out? we talked about this. We talked about this. Um, so Jeff and I met um, playing together in a band. Like, um, So I, I was doing a lot of ambient stuff running Gears of Sand, but I was, I was really getting into playing, doing solo performances, like with a shit ton of pedals and loopers and creating drones. And I did a show... Um, Bar 13 in Wilmington and Northern Valentine played this band, Northern Valentine. I actually had known about it and I really liked. Was and it Mojo 13? It was Mojo 13, it was, Mojo which 13. is now Bar 13. But oh. so, and I don't remember that you were at that gig with, with Bob and Amy. Um, I don't remember that you were there. But anyway, we talked afterwards. We were like really connected and i don't know like a few weeks later you know we decided let's just do some jams like open improv jams and jeff was, and that's when i met jeff i met jeff jamming i mean how many hours of music was recorded oh i mean bob is, gonna... bob is still releasing records like he released two records last year from our, our stuff that our, we did from years ago yeah wow. from our from our sessions I mean, we recorded probably we recorded hundreds of hours of these just freeform drone ambient experimental jams, and that's where I met Jeff. And then Bob and Bob and Amy would have have me come over to their house at like eight o'clock in the morning on a Sunday and be there until like eight o'clock at night, and like we barely take a break to have Sundays. <laughs> it was every Sunday, right? We wouldn't take a break. Like, we were, oh, that's hours. your church. Yes, it was, dude. It was. It was. <laughs> God, it was such a special experience. And and then we played a gig in Baltimore, Northern Valentine, and we're outside, Jeff and I. And Jeff said, like says to me, you know, like I don't know if he was saying it to me or Andrew Weathers, who played with us also, he's an ambient artist. And he said, I'm a closeted metalhead. And I said, I'm an uncloseted metalhead. <laughs> And, and that, I was like, all right, well, now I'm out of the closet, so let's talk oh about it for, for the next 15 years. And the floodgates were fucking open, man. And then Jeff and I recorded uh, – We Jeff and I did a couple – we did a project together. We did a black um, – I would describe what we do as blackened drone noise. And uh, that project is called Black Roller Crop Rotation. And we Whoa. released – Yep. Which is uh, a very much inspired by the Dust Bowls, the you know the, the horrific Dust Bowls, Black Rollers they called them, and we did a couple releases on Crucial Blast records, and now Adam, who we interviewed on Endless Metal, is going to be re-releasing all of our well, both of our Black. I have to talk to you about that too. <laughs> like if you had any of the plant, if you have any of the Black. If you have any of the black chance circuitry, breaking stuff, news here on the endless like, metal. This is pod. this is breaking news to me. I, I like the black. Know. So if you have, do you have any black chance circuitry stuff? Hold on a second. So Talk we did yourselves. All right. So we did we did we did this more. We we morphed. We went from like very like, I mean, it's brutal and hard. I mean, Adam from uh, Crucial Blast, like the harsher, not like gnaw their tongues. You know, gnaw their tongues. Yeah. Like I he fuck like he like that's like his like these are the kinds of groups he worships. I'm like that's kind of like how we are. Oh, that's so that's Black Chance circuitry. Okay, yeah, so this is we our gotta, other thing. 
we got to get that to him because he's going to he's going to do a uh cassette re-release of all of the black roller crop rotation and anything that came from he fucking loves the music for cutters like he was totally blown away by that you want me to get this in the mail to him um yeah i mean uh or or what do you want it digitally let's we'll, we'll, we'll email we'll talk we'll about, talk about that. it later yeah. yeah we'll talk about it later but, <laughs> i'm sorry yeah. it's exciting for me I had no it was idea. super it was so much fun I'm glad man. i could start this process yeah. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it was so much fun because like jeff and i you know love the heavy stuff and bob you know he's into a lot of different music you know but like jeff and i really love like the noise and and so the opportunity to like do something together with and with John who played bass and to do that like side project, like it was so much fucking fun. And I got to sing and like side note, but in high school I was the lead singer of a thrash metal, very weak Rob Halford. Cause I used to try to, <laughs> I would blow my fucking voice out over and over, over and again, Marcus on to do Rob Halford screams. Like I calloused up my my throat so I could actually do some screams. Oh, yeah, I was, was so I mean, thunders rain, thunders r r e i g n. That's like so cheesy. Thunders rain. We yep. Yeah, and um, I love it. And so like, but I, I always fucked around and loved death growls, you know, and just like using my voice. And so being able to do that again with Jeff was like so much fun. And then the last record we did this this music for this very pleasantly titled music for cutters <laughs> um <laughs> we <laughs> i had like three loopers going i have many loopers at one point in time but guitars are being looped but i was looping the vocals and so i was it was so much fun because i was doing these like crazy guttural things these but i was doing it i wouldn't call them harmonies but I was like interacting with myself in these like huge open-ended jams that we uh, very improvisational, but that we recorded and um, and then cutting cutting it down and yeah, it was a, it was just so much fun. Oh, that's uh, awesome! And then to have Adam, yeah, it was it was awesome. Glad you guys met, and I mean, you're super talented. I mean, you sent me a, like a box of stuff of yours. It's like wow, I, this is amazing. I was fucking floored, man, when, you know, when I was doing this lighter shipwreck stuff that was not, was some death growls, was mostly like more metallic kind of looped ambient stuff. When um, Costa from Invisible Oranges, like when Invisible Oranges was in its infancy, he wrote like this incredible review of it. And I was like, I felt it was total imposter syndrome. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> like, like, no, like, I really don't know what the fuck I'm doing. I'm just fucking with noise for hours on end. But anyway, <laughs> j- j- so I understand how- that. Cause like, <laughs> you know, it's kind of the similar for me with comics, you know, when you first put out that comic and people are saying such nice things and you're like, man, I just, I had to do this because I had this creativity in my head and got it out. And it's weird that people are responding to it in a positive way that it means something to them. Totally. And it's something I didn't think about, you know, you just think about, I just want to do this for myself. And then when other people tell you that it matters to them, 
it's changes it changes things it yeah yeah it's validating and it's and yeah and congratulations too man like your comic won an award i mean like it's amazing yeah, and, congratulations. And, and and jason so cool. right the illustrator and jason the illustrator i mean is he doing is he doing, is he doing a marvel like, yeah he just did a marvel book just came out he drew a spider-man book his, wow, illus- his illustrator out. like his partner in crime did a marvel spider-man yeah that's fucking amazing that's incredible. Yeah, it's so cool yeah. it doesn't surprise doesn't surprise me though because he's like oh me either the colors are incredible in your and what you guys do with by the horn the colors are amazing yeah i mean we work really closely with the colorist to uh to get those done so actually i just talked to my colorist yesterday so jason oh, that's right. draws there's that we have a separate colorist and then there's color okay yeah. that's right so there's a big comic convention coming out uh, here called C2E2, and we always do that show. And Jason actually gets a free table from Marvel, which is awesome. We've never oh had my. a free table at C2E2 because it's one of the biggest conventions anywhere. That's wow. incredible. All profit because we live here. And uh, But uh, my buddy Steve, who who colors the book, we, we hired him. I found him on the internet. Uh, he's coming out too, so the whole team's going to be together. Uh, it's never happened before. He's going to stay wow. here. Wow. Wow. I'm pretty excited about that because uh, he's a yeah. good guy. And uh, yeah, it's cool, man. We've won a lot of awards and everything. It's very humbling nice. to yeah. see that, uh, especially for like a small indie book. You know, we're like the longest running book in Scouts history now, which is crazy. <laughs> That's amazing. So yeah, man, it's like you don't set out to do those kind of things. You just – you you need to be creative to live. At least I do anyways, you know, yeah, sure. I, I had to quit my job. Just, I'm sure I talked about this in the last time I was on, yeah. but um, if I didn't do that, I, I don't think I wouldn't be me. You know, I would have yeah. just been going through the motions and, and as far as I'm concerned, you only got this one life. So exactly. <laughs> I got to do as much as I can do uh, to be exactly. satisfied in it, you know, to, to be who I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's really great. I love doing it. I'm really proud of Jason. You know, he's worked really hard and now he's he's been doing a bunch of Marvel stuff actually. He had that Spider Man book, but he's been doing some digital Avengers work for them and Wow. Um Yeah, man, he's uh he, he's he's doing great. That's awesome. That is fantastic. So Jeff, um records, man, like you turned me on to a couple of things that I had left off the list that i really liked like that i think you saw them live um how do you pronounce it like yuda or u-a-d-d-a the port yeah um uada uada is that it is that it okay yep yeah that that record is great um i mean that is there one is there like a record i think there's for 2023 that so bell witch was definitely one of your favorites i know because i really i really liked it i didn't put it on the list because I had so many Doom records, and the way I did it was by times listening. And I listened mm-hmm. to Bell Witch a bunch of times, but I listened to these other things like Torpor and Grief Symposium, and definitely Oramet. The fucking record is unbelievable. Oh, yeah, it's good. Like more. Uh, you turn you turn me on to that record, Mar- Marcus on. Um, but uh, Bell Witch. And Wait, what, is that your favorite, Jeff, or what is your favorite record? For yeah, of the of the year, yeah, it was the Bell Witch record. I know the Bell Witch. I know it's uh, 
controversial, but it's not controversial. Like what you like, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Any any others, man? Like any others, like rocking or anything? You know, you listen to a lot, so much different music. Uh, geez, I had a bunch. I I love the Black Braid record. Mm-hmm. Was that 2023? Yeah, uh, it was. Yep. Time is so second cool. record. Yep. Yeah. Um, I sent you. Uh, I sent you uh, a list at some point. I. I don't. I'm just drawing a blank, man. I'm like, there's so much stuff that. It's like drink. It's like drinking from a, from a hose. You know, like. <laughs> <laughs> so that it's it's kind of why I make lists. You know, yeah, it's like, always hard to make a list because. <laughs> You know, you don't want to leave anybody off, and there's yeah. just so much great metal. But at the same time, I yeah. I want a catalog. I want something in history saying, "Hey, this is what I really liked that year," and I can go back and be like, "All right, how have my musical tastes changed? Like, what do I need to revisit that I haven't listened to in a long time?" And so yeah. I like yeah. to have that document. Uh, I think I don't that, really believe yeah. in 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 uh, like New Year's resolutions, and it's actually probably too late. <laughs> but because uh, I feel like I could just, if I want to change something, I can just do it at any time, mm-hmm. or I could try to. Yeah. So I'm going to try to do be better about that this year. With I, but I think also, Jeff, I think Jeff. I mean, like you, you, your tastes and what you listen to is so eclectic, and so the list thing may be really, really hard for you. I mean, I have to be totally honest. Like Mark's son, like I really, it took me. It was painful to bake that list. It was hard, man. <laughs> it is so fucking hard. Like you guys do it every year and you've been doing it for years. I don't know if it's a personality thing or, or whatever, but like it was really, really hard. And like that's, and obviously I'm doing, how did I miss these masterpieces? And I probably could do 40 of them <laughs> because it's so hard. Yeah. It's so hard. It's hard so but, much- uh, I, that's what I like about it though. Yeah. Um, that, yeah. And I do my list throughout the year, so I'm not doing it last minute. So I, I again, That's I have a key. spreadsheet yeah. online. I write down everything. Yeah. And um, you know, I have a list like who are the contenders. I'm like, actually, I'll color code them. <laughs> like, yeah. red is a here's an album. Like, uh, that could, probably not going to make my list. Green definitely going to make it. If it stays in black, I got to listen to it a little bit more. And you know, I start making my list early. You know, so I already started working on the top twenty-five. It's January, and we don't even have that many albums out yet. But um, I think that's easier. Um, I still, at the end of the year, I feel like I have to go through everything again, like the top contenders, and listen to it. Um, but I also like making a decision. I've, I've always been a decision maker. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been a fan of um, like I'll take my last job. Right. When I was in the office, it's all meetings. You got to discuss everything. At some point, somebody's got to like make a decision. And I'm that guy. Like, I want to be able to make the decision. And it doesn't mean it couldn't change at some point afterwards. Like, we're going to talk about, I'm sure, some albums that have like uh, uh, grown. Uh, albums yeah. that maybe you know, you put on the list that could be higher or albums that we missed. Sure, it could change, but you you make that commitment, you, you stand by it, and it it doesn't mean that there's not room to to alter your uh, perception of that year. Right. Uh, it just means that that was your that was your choice at the moment, and and I like that part of it. It's um um it's like archival. <laughs> you yeah. know, you have this thing that you can go back. This is how I was feeling at that time. Yeah. yeah. It, that speaks to me. There's something about that that speaks to me where you're making the choices of, yeah, here's the my favorite albums of the year, and right. I'm going to stand by it. You know, I 
I really like that. That it's inspiring to me. And like, I, I, the last few, maybe the last four, four since the pandemic, I guess. So, going on the last four years, I've been really good about keeping a journal, like just yeah. a, you know, every every day. Like, mm-hmm. I should just start adding in what I listened to that day, and it can go back from there. Because there's, it's not, it's not right that like so much is just, it's so ephemeral that I'm just like checking checking stuff out and getting halfway through an album and then on to the next thing. It's it never used to be like that. Yeah. Well, I think that's the other part of the list too. When I'm picking my top 25 and I do this every year now is I write out the description then. So you get it. I was putting it on my website. Now I'm putting it on the metalheads. I don't know why I never put it on the metalheads podcast website in the last few years that I've done it. But this year I was like, George, do you want to put this on the site? And he's like, yeah, we should definitely do that. So I write out descriptions of it, and that's because I'm listening to it over and over, and I want to, um, again, document what I felt about that album at the, at the time. Yeah. And I think that's fun because I can always go back and be like, oh, this is how I really felt about this record. I, maybe yeah. I need to listen to this again because I'm in that mood for this record. And, um, and also just as a writer, I can see like what I, what I put down about certain, certain albums. Um, so to me that that's fun, you know, it's not really about, okay, I have to pick the definitive top 25 and maybe I'm going to make a mistake. I don't think about right. that. It's more about feeling. It's like what we were talking about with the anchor it, right? You listen to that music and you get something out of it. Yeah. And so these are the 25 albums that I got something out of it and yeah. moved me to write something about it and how I felt. It doesn't mean that all the other albums that aren't on the list didn't do something, but at that moment, at the end of the year, this is what I chose, and this is this is these are my thoughts. So I I, I dig it. Another uh, problem that I that I kind of run into is like I have an I have a a radio show that I do on a like it's a it's a online radio show. It's all like jazz and experimental music, mm-hmm. and um and my concept for the for the whole thing was that I'm I'm never going to play the same song twice. <laughs> um and now like next That's week hard. next week will be the 144th episode so it's oh, like shit. it's uh you better have a spreadsheet for that <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so Jazz I, keep, is like, ridiculous. I, I keep extensive notes for that but then i find wow. myself like not that there's any shortage of music to listen to but i find myself being like all right i gotta check something out that i've never heard before even though i'm like really inclined to like I want to listen to helmet or something like, <laughs> like yeah. a, and I, not that it's not that it's work, but it's like, like it, it does take a certain amount of focus, you know? Oh, it does. And I mean, we talked about this in the last time I've listened to so many albums, right? I'm not going to do that this year. That was the most albums I've ever listened to. I mean, I was almost, what was your total for, what was your total? 953 records. Wow. <laughs> So I'm not going to do that this that's year. That's unreal, um, man. That's unreal. And here's the thing. like 2,900. This is what's cool about this podcast. You're like, want to come on, things maybe we missed or things that kind of grew. There are things that I missed, even though I listened to that many records. Yeah. So I'm going to try to – I'm going to cut back on that, you know, yeah. because I feel like I want to spend a little bit more time with with some of the my favorite records or some records that are on the cusp rather than just like trying to listen to every single thing 
I'm going to wait for people to give me recommendations or find it naturally instead of just, all right, let's see what's coming out. I got to listen to everything that anybody ever mentioned that's coming out next week. <laughs> right. Um, I want were, to be thorough. Were there, other, were there other growers for you for 2023? Yeah, man, I have a list of it, um, but I, all right, well, I'll do that, but we have to talk about something very important. And that okay. is yeah, yeah. you and I both had funerals at number four. <laughs> that was amazing. When I, I heard, introduced you to funerals. You introduced We watched the video together on here, yeah. and I was fucking spellbound. Like, it was so hypnotic and, like, incredible record. And it, it's so good. It never left me from the day that I heard it. Like, it was one of those records. I mean, it's, it, is, it is so enthralling, I think is the only word I can think of. But it's... But there's a there's I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, to be honest with you, like to have something be so like um, sick, you know, psych, uh, cyclic law, like ambient kind of hypnotic, but also yeah. at the same time heavy and like to make that out. It's an alchemy that that band achieved on that record that is so unique. And from the first time I heard it, like I, I probably every month like i return to that record yeah i mean that's the one i've listened to the most it's always tough because it could be my number one at any time I, I think it's like the record i probably connect to most but sometimes i feel like i have to weigh other things with it you know like we talked a lot about the anchor it yeah and it's about also about musicianship um it's yeah. it's also about like Catchy, catchiness record. i can't i can't get rid of catchiness because it's just part of my dna it's yeah. like that um, that was the Rannoch thing for me, like subjective, you know, like when I heard Threads, when I heard um, Threnody for a Dying Star, like these were these were and, you know, they're incredible songs, but there's a, I want to keep coming back to it. My ear is thir if, if my tongue is thirsty for more yeah, yeah. alien church, my ear is thirsty and thirsty for more Rannoch and the thirst is is catchy is there's a catchiness that's always that's something that's that's a big part of it and like so that's why Rannoch for me you know was number one and and funerals was four um but that was cool when I was listening to because I listened to the I was waiting and I had updates and when it's, I, you know, I listened to it as soon as the best of came out on Metalhead's podcast. And then when I heard Marcus on get to number four and said funerals, I was like, that's my number four. And I think I texted him immediately. Like, I was yeah. sort of waiting and thinking, like, maybe that was going to be your number one because you were so blown away by that record. But it makes, it makes a lot of sense. I mean, why anchor it? yeah i mean it's uh it's a lot of factors that go into it too you know there's other albums i had anchor it uh Fagus and and her i had never that's that's a that's well, a brand new one i've like literally in the last month i just started listening to that Fagus record and that's like your that's in your number two it's and it's fantastic black metal and it's like but it's got really cool orchestrated sections in it um yeah Fagus yeah. is it how do you spell it? Go on the F Mel uh, on the Metalheads podcast. You can see his list. Okay. Yeah, and it's got I'll links. You, you should just do that too, Jeff. 
like go yeah. on the Metalheads podcast. Like I, I I've been doing that. Like, and I discovered like Zoff. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I mean, we have lists insane. from six people on there, but then also it's insane. I did a feature on it, so you, if you go to mine, it has an introduction about the year, and then I do all my descriptions. Actually, I'll okay, read awesome. the one from Vegas, but and then it also has links to Bandcamp, so you can just go and listen to their records. But yeah, Vegas is one. I'll read this description that I wrote just because I feel like this band in particular is way under the radar. It is my number two. So this is what I wrote about it. And then I'll go into some of these other records that were like overlooked or growers. Uh, so Fagus Inter is the name of the album. It's on Silent Future Recordings. And I wrote, uh, there are a lot of celebrated black metal albums this year, but this is by far my favorite. Fagus plays dark, atmospheric black metal with an eerie, majestic sound. The song layering on this album is gorgeous, meticulous, and energetic, giving it a colossal, windswept sound. But the way this band also manages to capture such a stark and reflective tone throughout the record, while still playing vigorous black metal, is exceptional. The songs on Inter are propelled by an emotional undercurrent that makes me feel like I'm alone on a glacier beholding the wonders of the earth as the ancient icy gusts of the mountain slip between my bones. A gracefully crafted, ominous album that feels immediate and personal to me. Nice. So yeah, I, that's one that I I remember like. saying this last time you were on, but you are a fantastic writer. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that, Jeff. Can I read what you said? About, I'll read what you said about funerals. So funerals, let the earth be silent was Marcus on number four. Hmm. This album is a hypnotic ritual doom cocoon of absolute darkness. It's one of the most haunting atmospheric metal records I've ever heard. And every time I spin it, it just feels completely enveloped by the supernatural horror it creates. Funerals, Previously played a dark shoegaze meets ethereal drone sound that I've loved for a long time. Their former music was intensely captivating, but it wasn't metal. So I did not expect them to add a big gloomy explosion of guitars and embrace doom like, doom like they have on Let the Earth Be Silent. There are quite a few metal bands who have turned down their amps to become more accessible, but I've rarely seen a band choose to become heavier. Funeral's decision to do just that on Let the Earth Be Silent made them even more unsettling, seductive, and powerful. Yeah. Yeah, man. And even from someone who had never heard their previous records, like, I thought it was just, un I like that cocoon. <laughs> <laughs> the um, hypnotic ritual doom cocoon of absolute darkness. Yeah, that was a fun that, thing. That, 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 that should be a that should be a genre. That's a genre. That's a that's a genre. Fuck the uh, record companies. I now declare that number. Let me read that phrase you said. So you say, "Ritual doom cocoon of absolute darkness metal." That is now a genre. <laughs> Did the the two mold record come out this year? Yes, that, that was great. That yeah, would it was on, number five on my list. That would be on my list. That was an amazing. That was on the list. That was uh, I tied the bunch of records that were much higher on most people's lists, but 
A lot of jazzy passages in that one. Yeah, the um, Con Eight record was this year, also, right? Dude, uh, yeah, Marcus. I get asked Marcus well, on year. about. I get asked Marcus on about Con Eight. Well, so, 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 Marcus, year, yes. so Marcus, so Marcus, what, what was your thoughts on on the new after fourteen years? The Con Eight. Wow, record. is it that long? Yeah, wow. yeah. Like no one thought, dude. Not only was it long, like it was impossible and weird. <laughs> It was impossible that they were going to do a reunion because they almost killed each other. Like yeah. when that whole thing ended, it's not, I mean, they ended in a blaze of, of chaos. But anyway, Marcus, what, what did you think? Yeah. I mean, I listened to it. Um, it's not my kind of style. It's a little too odd. A, it's, a a little chal- too, it's challenging for sure. It's challenging. It's, it's but not. I love metal. that they came together. And yeah. and did it again. I always like that. I always appreciate that because there's people again who will listen to their music and really get something out of it. And so they, to come back and and put out that record. Um, but yeah, it's just um, it's a little too bizarre. A little too. I hesitate to say unfocused because I feel like they <laughs> know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Mm. But it but it has that feeling to me where I it it wanders a too much for me so um this is what i wrote i i did a um best of 2023 spotlight of con 8 con 8 was number 10 in our list um and if you can see i don't know if you can see that jeff but like no probably not the image has a little has a little um small picture i imposed superimposed on there of the the con 8 was on the cover of the wire which, mm. you know, the wires like Jeff and I go way back with the wire. It's very experimental, but for a heavy band to be on the cover, for Kanye to be on the cover to me, it was like, like the most beautiful blasphemy I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> anyway, I wrote um, number ten, "To Be Cruel" by by Kanye. It's not quote unquote metal, nor any subgenre, but it's some of the most oppressive and heavy music. We celebrate this incredible return to form and love seeing Conate on the cover of The Wire. And it was number four on The Wire's Best of 2023, which, again, blew me away because they don't cover much heavy music, you know. Mm. To Be Cruel is, as they describe, a seething mass of curdled riffs and oppressive silences. That's a good way to put it, yeah. And I wrote... I wrote that, and I wrote that provides the perfect oppressive canvas. silences. Wow, oppressive silences. That's a great. That's a great description. Yeah, that per, that provides the perfect canvas for Alan Dubin's incomparably tortured vocals, and uh, I can't pronounce Tim's. I think it's Wikskeeda. Tim. I like that they used canvas because it it feels more like art than music. Mm-hmm. Totally. Like, and and they really don't. I mean, they don't really see themselves as metal. Like they are trying literally, if it's coming from noise, but they want to oppress the the, the yeah. listener to Conate is the fucking enemy. Like, let's see how much <laughs> let's see how much odd let's see how much sonic torture you can handle. Exactly. And that's the thing I don't like. I don't like the noise <laughs> stuff, especially now. There are certain bands I like that use that that incorporate that, mm-hmm. um, but it has to. There has to be more to it. Now, you guys come from that background. Yes. You played noise. So, of course, it's going to hit a little bit different. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
anyway. Oh, another. Uh, sorry, I, I want. I want Marcus, and I want you to continue. But I'm. Yeah, I, go I, ahead. My my brain is being like, jug, like my uh, full of hell. Put out a record oh, yeah. with with nothing. I really like that record. Oh, the nothing full and out full of hell. Yeah, that was that, a really good. That came I, out. Through you the told me that I listened to it. And it's great, and it's it's this, really good. Yeah. It is. It is a very unlikely pairing combination. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, de- describe because you know these groups better than I do. You told me, and I checked it out. Not. I was like, anyway. Um, I had never heard of nothing before you told me about it. They're a Philly Philly band. Okay. Yeah, they're from here. Um, they're sh- are they like shoegaze? Shoegaze for the for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the other one is, is uh, Hellish Form. Is that? Yeah, that was on my list. Year? That's on your list too. Yeah. That was Oof. that was a big one for me for a while. Yeah. I love Hellish Form. Yeah. Let me they see. played Decibel. Where was that? They played the oh, Decibel. It, it was number twenty-one on my list. Okay. I wrote a hellish form plays heavy emotional funeral doom with slow sludgy riffs mixed with bright soaring synths. The yes. combination gives Deathless a warm, dreamy, almost trance-like sound that is quite different from any other funeral doom bands I've heard. This recording is like a soothing snuggie of metal being draped over you. <laughs> Sometimes you need that, yeah. Dude, yeah, exactly. The fact that you can incorporate snuggie into a, like an extreme metal review, like that's like bonus points. Yep. That's, how I, that's how I know that like you're our people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's true. I mean, I love the first Hellish Form, and this is really good. So yeah. uh, I really want to list because I that I have not admittedly listened to it. But the oh, fact you'll, that you'll the, love it. It's yeah, got sense because have they always had that kind of sound? Like the stuff I've heard, it's yeah. been more. I like. I mean, the stuff I've heard, it was more kind of. Like, this has more sense in it. I would more say. More sense. Okay. Uh, but uh, they haven't had it before. That, that's their okay. sound uh, yeah. on the last record. But, but this, uh, like, really, like that kind of screamo. Vocal, like really harsh vocals, like screaming vocals style. Is that is that, or maybe I'm maybe I'm confusing them with somebody yeah. else. I wouldn't I say that. Admit, that admittedly, harsh. admittedly, I haven't listened to to, to them enough. Well, get on it, buddy. I know. I gotta. You you, you will you will enjoy it for sure. Yeah. Okay. Sorry for sorry for the. Oh, uh, no need to no, apologize, dude. dude keep it up. A... Like any, anything that pops into your head, like yeah, give it to us. Which is there's there's just it's um careful what you wish for <laughs> paralysis by analysis is Jeff paralysis by analysis because there's so much data in Jeff's head yeah. so much sonic data because he's listening to so many different he's like downloading movies. it right now in pieces go, and the shows Jeff go I mean Jeff will sees horrendous but then he goes and fucking sees Laraji yeah it's like you know like classic ambient stuff right. I, I mean, saw uh, the Sun Ra Orchestra. I saw the Sun Ra Orchestra maybe like six yeah. times this year. Yeah. Whoa. Um, <laughs> Marshall he's, Allen from the Sun Ra Orchestra. He's like 90, 90 he's gonna or be, something. He's going to be 100 years old this this Wow. Year. Holy shit. So, That's amazing. Hey, I'm taking advantage of uh, every opportunity I can to see him. So. That makes <laughs> sense. Makes perfect sense now. Yeah. One thing Marcus on too that I appreciate. Let me ask you a question though. Like pupil slicer. I haven't listened to this record yet. Mm. And I need to listen to it. That's but great. like Excellent. like so so when you're listening, like does George give you a whole bunch of 
like let, do you guys get stuff to listen to or are you discovering or is, is it a combination between like the stuff you guys are trying to cover as as the metalheads podcast and your own exploration oh it's both i mean it's both, actually yeah. lately george isn't i've actually been um putting most of the records into the bot we have um uh what do you call it uh, uh mega the mega uh, app and so you we have a box and so um george gets stuff from record labels and stuff but i went a took it a step further and started asking record labels to send me stuff because there were certain things george wasn't getting and there's record labels i like because i yeah so we did um the, the episode's not out yet um, but we talked about statistics for our year end and um we do this thing where we have the wilson award so i don't know if you remember uh the tom hanks <laughs> movie <laughs> wilson mm-hmm. um, the volleyball yep right so castaway so yeah, uh, castaway, the yeah. person who has the most uh, volleyballs is the person who has like the most records that are not on anybody else's list and I actually oh, won that. Cool. I've won that a couple times. I would think you'd be a you would be a contender most years for that. Yeah, it's usually me or John, I think, but yeah, not always. You never know what's going to happen. But this right. year, I I won it outright. <laughs> so, anyways, I I just listen to a lot of lot of different things. Um, but yeah, so now I I ask these labels to send me records because I just wanted more stuff. And you know, we have the Metalheads podcast; they should send us these records in advance. That's great. And so now I've been putting a lot of stuff uh, in there, like most of the stuff for twenty twenty four or twenty twenty three was stuff I put in. And usually, what I'll do is I'll listen to it and see if it's something good. First of all, but also, you know, would people on the Metalheads podcast dig this? Even if I don't, yeah. Because there's so much stuff that comes through there, um, so it's a combination of that and then just finding stuff. Because I like, I really like trying to just find things, but discover things. Um, so I, I, I'm actively searching for new records or whatever. But man, I just listened to a really good record. It's not even out till end of next month, and I never thought I was going to be into this band. Job for a cowboy. Oh, oh yeah. Their new okay. record freaking is awesome. Really? The last well, record was really I, I good. I know that I like, name, but I've never checked them out. Yeah, so they, no, I like them. Yeah, they, they were a deathcore band a long yeah, right. time ago, which right. not really into that. Then they changed no. into a death metal band. <laughs> so the last record was 10 years ago, and that was a good record. This record is phenomenally good. Wow. <laughs> so keep your eyes out. It's like the end of February. I think it comes out. Um, but yeah, I just got that promo, and I was like, that's awesome. Damn. Let me just interrupt this real quick for a quick Jono text. So my buddy Jono, who's insane, obsessed metalhead, just texted me that I should check out. This is I'll read what he did, what he said. It's probably not very articulate, but he said, "Oh no," he said, "Massive doom! Holy <laughs> shit! Holy shit!" And this is I've never listened to this record, but "Walk Through Fire." Walk through a uh, var arc arc varkrund by walk through fire. Uh, oh, he's all over the place. This is a 2020 record. Doom. Anyway, that just came. <laughs> that's hot off the presses, folks. Hot that's off like, the presses. Walk through that, fire. Good, that is a John. Is a Jono text that just came in. Well, I don't know who Jono is, is, but so John, Jono is like one of my oldest and closest friends. Um, 
So I'll briefly, I don't, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's worth interrupting because it's fun. It's maybe it's like the captain, you're, you know, is to you. <laughs> but like John, you know, John might be my, my captain. Um, so we met in sixth grade on a YMCA bike tour. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started in Montreal. They drove us up there in vans and we biked back to Framingham, Massachusetts over two weeks. It was quite an adventure. He is the one that I was already into priest and made, he turned me on to like Anvil and, Oh jeez, And, and, uh, Manowar. <laughs> like, like these nice. were the, these were the extremes. Like I had never heard of, right? Like he was huge metal metal head. And anyway, we lost touch at some point for a long time. And then I was in college in like 1992. And, and I hear this, it's a poetry class. And I hear this guy reading this poem, really out there poem. And I'm like, is that fucking Jono? Like, <laughs> I haven't seen that guy in like 20 years or whatever. And it was Jono. And anyway, we reconnected at that time. Like he was so, he was super into jazz, like big time. He got me into a lot of that stuff, but but since and then we lost track touch again because he moved out to the Beelis in the Bay Area for years now since the 90s so 30 years he's been out in the Bay Area and totally into metal now like back into metal like as much as we are like he's got 20 you know 2000 records in nice. his bank, bank so anyway like he's the guy that will just text me sometimes he goes on a bender and I'll text me six or seven band camp. One thing that's cool that I appreciate is he is really, um, he'll text me the name your price, the name your price band camp. But anyway, so old friend, I went out to the Bay Area many years ago. It's been a long time since we've actually seen each other in person, which is bizarre. And we've talked on the phone a few times and he agreed. He agreed to come on the show. So oh, as, nice. as he said, he said, sure. I'll be a metal correspondent. I was like, whatever the fuck, like whatever the fuck that is, fine. Like, I I love that he's got to call us from a show, like and be like, like he's on scene at a show. Like we won't be able to hear, just be noise. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) We're on a show and he's texting us like Death Doom records. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) It's it's he's he's such a great guy too. Like. That's awesome, man. Uh, and, I love and, that and he's back. Yeah, the re- reconnection. the same stuff, yeah. Totally, dude. And like he's he's got he goes to live shows now again. Like it's amazing. Like live metal shows, like Yob and he's seen he's a huge fan of Body Void. He got me in the Body Void. I don't know if you know Body Void. That's oh, I shit, do know them. Yeah. That I, shit I really is like, extreme, man. It really is, yeah. It's I it's like a, it. It's a little too out there for me. <laughs> all right i gotta write that down dude if you heard the you would Jeff, love body void i, I like yeah. the first time a lot oh man and you would love their their newest record because it's there's harsh noise i mean it's like okay. it's it's it's, yeah, it's so noise and metal combined like <laughs> it's like i fucking love it it was in my top it was it had made my it's top. too it got too noisy for me like the beginning it wasn't like that now it's more like what you like i'm pretty sure okay it's what it's right. definitely it sound on the heavies. Oh, uh, I, 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 I put it on. There. 
It's um, noisy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to guess. It's a, it's a wall of sound and like just <laughs> shit that goes in the red. But like, but the, yeah, but it's great on the heavies. It might deep. kill you on the heavies, actually. That's what I'm looking for. <laughs> heavy, should have, heavy should have some sort of like disclosure about particular bands, probably. Yeah. Like, yeah, these bands, Do not listen to any noisy metal bands on this we, at all. We take no liability for the brown note that might kill you. <laughs> the problem, one of the pro- one of the many problems with being a harsh noise fan is when you accidentally put on something like that and you're not intending to. Like I, I've accidentally put on like Mersbell before and like you know fallen out of my bed, like you know, yeah. fallen off the couch. Like, ah, what am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's certain bit like I mentioned Holy Fawn earlier. What's they the do most a extreme... little bit of noise in there? That's so Mar- I'm Marcus, okay with that. Mar- yeah. Marcus on, what is the most extreme heavy band that you that like you like? I mean, that really pushes you to the outer edge, like you know, in terms of just its extremity. Can you even? I don't know if you can even come off the come most up, come extreme up. i don't even know what that fuck that means like i don't know what that means all either. right so I'll, I'll define it like extreme like, as in harsh fuck, that, that people like, fu- just yeah like, like the fuck like fuck the conventions of music like verse chorus verse riff breakdown or you know th- theme i mean like noise like into like when it just breaks apart or it's close I... to break or it's close to breaking maybe i don't know or it breaks apart and then comes back together or it breaks apart and comes back together that's a good i didn't you i, didn't, I give really you, like... i didn't give you that question in advance that was not fair no i know it's fine i there is a band I really like. I know Matt likes them too, but most people don't just because they do a lot of field recordings and noise in there, but they sometimes they have melodies and it, it you never know what they're going to do. And that's Yellow Eyes. Oh, fuck. Like one of fuck. my favorite oh, black metal bands dude. ever. Um, you know Yellow Eyes, Jeff. Oh, they're inc- oh yeah, I know you. But they that. can be really oh, dense. Just you got to remember. But they can be yourself. melodic too. So good. at the yes. same time, um, yes. and you don't know what you're getting. And I think people are yes. put off by that a little bit because they're not going to make a lot of top twenties. Like they'll make some of a few no. folks because they are fucking extreme. Like that's great. Like that resonates, and I can see yeah. how because they are black metal. But they're they, black metal, but they they could be melodic. Yeah. But a lot of times that stuff will just be so dense, like a wall of sound. Really wall like, of sound, yeah. And you don't know from album to album what you're gonna get. So nope. I think it kind of it could put people off because if yeah. you don't like a noisy thing hmm. and you like they're more melodic, or vice versa. Right. You know, you're like uh oh. so from album to album, you might like a couple albums in their catalog, <laughs> but you might not like the whole thing. Right. I definitely like albums more than others, but I still like their whole calorie. Plus, they put the field recordings in there. Yeah. So you're getting that extra density in their records. And um, I've seen them live, and it's kind of like that, too. I'd love to see them. Whoa. Yeah. No, I met them, talked to them. I was like, I'm in the middle of this podcast. They all signed my vinyl. I bought vinyl there, and the whole band signed it for me. Oh, that's awesome, man. um, They were super, super nice. I'd love to get them on the podcast, but. I guess I could. I've been getting. Or you uh, could bring them on the Endless Metal podcast if you want to. You know, yeah, they would probably we want, do we, it. We'd love to have you on here more. 
I mean, it's just so much. I mean, I'm fun. happy to come on anytime, guys. And and I don't know, maybe, maybe endless endless metal can be a place for more embellishments and re, and you know less less. I'm always happy to come on, you know, as long as it's different than the metalheads, you know, because that's like my main uh, podcast. Your, no I'm question, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. It'd be different. awesome to have you on. And uh, if we get oh. yellow, if we get yellow eyes on here, oh, go with your metalhead podcast first, as you and John are fans, but. That would be really cool to talk to those guys. Those guys well, are super Matt interesting. Are fans. I think oh, you me and Matt, Matt are the you and Matt. only okay. fans of it okay. of them. I can't remember the other guys ever even being into it. And then the last record they just put out wasn't even metal. It was just like this weird. Oh yeah. Ambient. Have you listened to it? The new one. Yeah. They're yeah, all. But I like it, but it yeah. was like, what the fuck is this? This is not even yeah. metal. People think and, like you know blood yeah, incantation. Like, like blood incantation. Well, they think blood incantation, yeah. right? But I mean, blood the, incantation was like more of a melodic ambient. Yeah, the this stuff is yeah. yellow. This eyes is, is like blood, yellow eyes is noise and like they're they are field recordings, noise, ambient. They're like, but sometimes it's melodic. And sometimes it's melodic, and they can play black metal. I think like, they're from New York. Yeah, okay. so good. Yellow eyes is great. Yeah, I feel like I have heard them, but I, I'm drawing a blank. No, yeah, their you, albums have most most of their albums have been on my list. That's one of my Aquarius discoveries. Aquarius Aquarius Records now defunct, but um, I think they're just really extreme. Like I used to buy a lot of my CDs and stuff off from Aquarius mm-hmm. in the Bay, Bay Area. You should watch a documentary if you get a chance. It comes from Aquarius because it's mm-hmm. a cult record store, and like I don't know if this is true, but I think it may be true. Like I Aquarius Records was one of the first record stores in the U.S. to actually actually really get into and promote and review Norwegian black metal. Like in the early '90s, like when they were burning fucking churches down. Oh, yeah. Like they're like putting all that aside. This is some of the most amazing freaking metal you've ever heard. <laughs> like they're writing about it. Like they're so like that that they they're now they went out of business unfortunately, but. It was a great, it was an awesome place for discovery, like going on that website and Yellow Eyes, Black Boned Angel, uh, these these crazy combination bands I would discover. Yeah. Uh, Oh, here's another one. Yellow Eyes is definitely one of them. We mentioned Body Void, but there's Mm -hmm. another band that's like just fucking really noisy, The Body. I'm sure you've heard that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I can't. I saw them live. That's it's out there. It's, it's out there. I don't, that's too much. Just wall of noise. <laughs> that, but that's why I picked Yellow Eyes because I feel like, man, they do so many different styles and you can't yeah. pin them down. The, the body is like, oh, you're just going to get a wall. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Yellow Eyes is different than that. And I like that. That's exciting to me, but it's also super extreme because you don't know what you're going to get. You don't know what you're yeah. going to get. Yeah. I like that. I like unpredictability. Yeah, totally. Yeah, perfect. That's the perfect word yeah. for them. But, uh, all right, I'm going to get one more beer, and then we can do albums overlooked growers, because I got like six. We got to talk about growers, yeah. All right, I'm going to get a beer. All right. Let's see what it says. Sometimes they don't tell you, you know? A tired, there's a tired answer like has like mango milkshakes. All sorts of stuff. I know I looked this one up before just to see because there's certain hops I like. Yeah. What's your favorite? What is your favorite? I'm a, I'm, I'm not a huge mosaic fan. I I like like the Centennial hop a lot. That's a good one. 
so, uh, Sabro, Sabro, I love Sabro, that. Sabro, yeah, that's a good love one. Love that one. Yeah, I like them combined. The, usually they have to yeah. be combined, and then you get that perfect like flavor or whatever. But right. Uh, oh, I just want to say, I really appreciate you guys having me back on the podcast. I love talking to you and hanging out. So, dude, this is such really a blast. I mean, Jeff and I were just talking. Like, you know, this is we've been looking forward to this for so long, and I can't stop smiling. Like I'm having so much fun. I mean, it's, it's, fun. it's like blast, hanging out, right? Man. It's like hanging out, and we you bring the bar to you <laughs> and we're talking metal i mean it's so much so much fun i feel good i feel good <laughs> damn All right. good let's do these let's get into the growers the dude. growers right. i'll start it sorry yep so i'm gonna start here this was number 18 on my list but it was a very late addition for me because it officially came out a day before we recorded the top 25 metal albums of 2023 for the metalheads podcast so it made my list at number 18, even though it came out then. That's how good it was, right? But since then, I've set aside more time to give it more spins. And now that I've had this time, I actually purchased the vinyl as well. I feel like it probably would be higher on my list, probably closer to the top 10. Mm -hmm. And it's Phobocosm for Ordained on Dark Descent Records. Nice. Just didn't, massive. Didn't you didn't you put that like in a recent what are you listening to? You know, like you I know John does that on Facebook. I did that and also I think it was my December album of the month. So this was a twenty twenty three, but it came out real it came out in December. Came out real late, yeah. I mean, real we, late. We recorded a little earlier in December. Because we have to find a date that works for all six of us. Yeah. And we do get a lot of promo. We get a shit ton of promos, I should say. Right. Um, but that one we did not. Actually, no, I did get it a few days before. That's why I was able to spin it a little bit more than, than normal. So it came out the day before on a Friday. We recorded on a Saturday. But I had it like since maybe Tuesday or Wednesday, something like that. So I was able to spin it a few times. And that's why it ultimately made my list. But it's massive, cavernous death doom with these stinging riffs that slice through the murkiness of it. And it just has this unrelenting feeling of dread throughout the dude, entire dude, album. Dude, I mean, this is one of this is this is like one of the best reviews ever. Like, but I'll just drop down. This is what Marcus on wrote. It's like being dropped into a filthy one hundred foot abyss. And you have to climb back up with a shattered leg before the whole cave collapses in and out, in and out of itself. You had me at dropped into a hundred, uh, into a filthy hundred foot abyss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's exactly um, it. That's I'm exactly looking at the it. album cover right now, and that 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 fits with the art the artwork. Looks awesome. I love yeah. Dark Descent's great. They're great. This band's great. Now, this has been, been seven out. years since they like, released a record. Oh, so man, I got to listen to this. Yeah, That's why I put extra time into it right before we did our year end, because I really like their last record, and it's been so long since they put something out. Um, but, yeah, that was really good. So I would, I, I think maybe it would be a little bit higher. I think 18 is pretty high, though, just for having listened to it a few days before. Right. That's something yeah. about the record. But, again, like I was saying, Jeff, yeah, I made these decisions, but – it's any other day like i could change the order and it's okay it's just it's just this one moment of time where that's how i felt this is sure. my list for that time but it doesn't mean 
that it's a snapshot. Appreciate it. That's exactly. It's a snapshot. Yeah. It's a good way to say it. Mm-hmm. All right. So some other records here. Now that was one that was on my list. The rest of these records were not on my list and they nice. came out in 2023. And I feel like um, they could have made the list and it's either I didn't hear them or I maybe only spun them, you know, a couple times and, and I, I didn't give them them the proper amount. Right. Uh, so uh, uh, Commodus wreath of bleeding snowfall on Goto Goto Warex Records. Wow. So I spun this one. This is one I spun in the summer when it dropped, and I liked it, but I just got caught up in other records, and that just just happens (laughs) sometimes, right? But I went back to it in late December. Um, This is after we recorded the Top 25. Uh, I was spinning records on various lists that had come out, and one of those lists was Decibel. And they yeah. had Wreath of Bleeding Snowfall at number 39 in their top 40. Nice. And I was like, shit, I got I to gotta listen to that again. It's been a long time. So the more I spin it, the more I like it. And now I feel like it could have probably cracked that lower end of my list if I had put in a little bit more time. Um, they play this ferocious, wintry black metal. Mm. Kinda, it conjures images of bloody orc battles in the moonlit snow. <laughs> And it has this sweeping, majestic qualities to yeah. it. There's horns and synth and violin. Mm. Um, the record label description says the album explores death and rebirth thematically and is dedicated to all those who have fought their battles, discovered their inner strength, and turned their pain into something glorious. Wow. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. And so okay. the thing with this record, though. It's like a definition of great black metal. Yeah, it's cool. It's such a good. I love the cover too. It's like a wolf who's like, just like got arrows all in it. It's like it's dead in the snow. It's a really good cover. Nice. Um, the thing that made people keep people away, I think, is the production on it. It's a bit grimy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it fits the music perfectly. And then yeah. getting it on Flack, you know, listening to it on these bad boys, <laughs> um, you know, I think that helps a lot. Um, so yeah, if you just listen to the album on Bandcamp or something, uh, it may sound a little too harsh to you. Uh, but I think that's part of the charm. I don't always need perfect uh, production. George does on <laughs> the Metalheads podcast, yeah. but I don't. Jeff and I are in that camp. I mean, I mean, Jeff and I love grimy shit. Oh yeah, well, you have to. You're all into noise and just yeah. things that don't even make any sense. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But at the same time, that I I totally appreciate what George is saying, too. Yeah. Like, I mean, I like yeah. both. I like both. Yeah, I think I like, it has I like to. Fit. I like yeah. both. It has to fit the music, right? Yeah. In this case, I feel like if you would have done a slick production, it wouldn't be the same. Right. There again, I said it before, but there's room for both. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's no light without darkness. You know. Exactly. So the next one on my ri- uh, list, we talked about this record label before, Pelagic Records. Yeah. Um, and the band is called Bear, and the album is yeah. called Vanta. And Love this it. one was yes. a big grower for me. Yeah. So they play progressive hardcore. Now, right. this is a genre of heavy music I cut my metal teeth on. Awesome. And that's something I cool. definitely talked about the last time I was on here when I talked yes. about my journey into metal. Yeah. 
um, with you guys. So um, I don't really listen to a lot of hardcore these days. You know, that, those are the early days, the the, the early Marcuson uh, <laughs> listen experience, I guess. Right. Uh, but when I saw this album was on Pelagic, I, I set it aside to listen to after we did the year end. So now that I have, I'm just, I'm really into it. It's intense, yeah. ripping 90s era hardcore, but with this fantastic math metal grooviness to it yeah. and melodicism. There's yep. really gorgeous atmospheric post-metal parts. Wow. And then there's these like breakdowns. They're fucking earth-splitting bombs of <laughs> breakdowns, you know? Is it, is it bare like... The animal bear? Yeah, yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and I, I think if, if you're a hardcore fan, you need this album stat. All right, I, yeah, if, I got if that you're, right now. If you're a metalhead who hasn't had an interest in hardcore because it's too simplistic, for example, mm-hmm. or you used to dig hardcore before graduating to metal, like, like me, mm-hmm. yeah, give it a try. Because it's going to crush your ear canals like the best hardcore does, but it also... Totally more sophistication more flavor that i think is going to satisfy your your metal needs yeah the 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 pelagic is it's why it's one of my favorite labels it's like it's fucking hardcore jeff but these guys can do insane post-metal as marcus said even math metal stuff and they blend it all together it's like i fucking love bear and I love Propaganda as well, but the record before that is fucking yeah. insane too. And it, the other thing about Bear that's amazing, it's catchy too. It's like it's you want to go back to it. Like it just – it's got a great fucking charge. It's a great it. marriage of sounds, yeah. And cra- I mean, it's almost impossible. Like I remember I think I first – because I bought the whole Pelagic discography and Bear was one of those bands that I discovered through that just fucking buy the whole discography thing. Yep. And I heard it and I'm like, what the, and Saver was another one. I was like, how is this music even fucking possible? Like, <laughs> like, the, like how, like it's fucking hardcore. It's so raw, but then it's the most sophisticated, like complex. Yeah, know. because that's the thing with hardcore. You think of it as being the simplistic, like exactly. okay, let's crush weights to it. Um, yeah, right. But right. it's not always like that, you know, because you've got this post-hardcore, which is the the stuff I gravitated to more uh, mm-hmm. when I was younger. Um, but it still wasn't as sophisticated as metal. But this one brings in a lot of that, so you're getting you're getting both worlds in it. And I, and I like band. that. I, I just really like that part of it. So I'm going to have to start paying attention to a little bit more of the post-hardcore stuff. I think because you know this could have made my list. It definitely could have. Cool. What are some of the, of your like you know touchstone like post hardcore bands like? Uh, I, mean, I, I, I think of like you know like quicksand or shelter. Quicksand or, oh, for sure. Quicksand, like, which we could have seen, which I missed live. They came to freaking Philly. I missed. Them. I saw. I, I saw them. Fucking. Yeah. Lo- oh, did you go to that show? Uh, I I saw them with with helmet and shit. Somebody else. Um. It wasn't this last tour. It was the one before. Okay, because the anniversary of what, what was the album? The was Slip, was the, I think. Slip. Yeah, the anniversary of Slip. Sorry, yeah. Quicksand are fucking amazing. I love. Uh, them. Yeah, I love. It's one of my favorite all-time bands. And <laughs> really? then the, new, the so newest good. record was so good. The, new, the yeah. newest one. Um, like Guilt. 
Guilt's Guilt, one of my all-time favorites. Um, that's a victory hmm. band, or is that Revelation? Yep. Mm, victory? 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 I don't Records? know. No, I don't think Guilt was on Victory. No, it must be Revelation then. No, yeah. maybe they're on a Victory. different label now, though. I don't I remember. About them I can't remember. Guilt. Nice. Yeah, Guilt is like <laughs> that's real post hardcore, man. That's like, but probably it might be my top. Wow. That's awesome. my top. You know, Cast Iron Hike? Yes. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. What was the one band? with the purple cover? What was the uh, name of that album? I can picture the cover. I know, me too. Yeah, I can't remember the name of the fucking Hike, album. dude, from <laughs> fucking Worcester, band. Massachusetts. Yeah, right? yeah, I was just going to say, yeah. I was going to say, they're from, dude, your, they're from your neck of the woods. Yeah. Dave, Dave, the drummer, him and I kind of, him and I are both criminologists. Him and I are I both, mean, from, oh, him and I are both academics. Yeah, the drummer of Cast Iron Ike. So him and I are—I know him pretty well. Yeah, that's a yeah, really good band. I, 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 I don't saw mean them at I saw them at Ralph's. Should... I saw them at Ralph's in Worcester, in like the fucking eighty, like I love early that. 90s. I love that band, man. Oh, they're great. We, Cast we Iron. should we should uh, do another show where we we focus. I could on have that dude. Kind of he'd stuff. come on the show. Dave would come on the show. The drummer from Cast Iron Hike would totally come on the show. Anytime. Yeah. That'd be fun as hell. I, I, yeah. I love Marcus and I'd love to have you back on to talk about it. It would be awesome have, as a yeah. concept. I mean at the drive in. At the drive in, um, sure. Yeah. Alexis on Fire. That's a name I know, but I don't know the mm, band. Glass Jaw. Mm -hmm. Glass Jaw, yeah. Yeah. They're I know that. Shit, now I want it. Fugazi. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, uh, she's now you got me thinking about this. Uh, oh, fucking slint. Oh, oh yeah, that, Fuck, that, dude. that whole dude. world, that whole oh. scene, the, the Louisville whole, that whole thing, that whole. The documentary is, I highly recommend the slint yeah, documentary. Great. It's mm -hmm. amazing. What a band. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah, man. I Dude, love that stuff. I love all that shit. Do you like Jesus Lizard? I love Jesus Lizard. Yeah, I love them too. Like them, yeah. Hum, yeah. Hum, hums from uh, from Illinois, I think. I don't know if I'd call them post-hardcore. I don't think I would call them post-hardcore. I don't know if I don't think Jesus I think Lizard are post-hardcore. Hum is one of my all-time yeah. favorite bands, though. Yeah, G, G, what are Jesus? How would, you categorize, so how would you categorize Jesus Lizard? They're more of like a noise they're, noise rock band. They're fucking like, Jesus yeah. Lizard. They're like, yeah. like, but, like the butthole surfers are hardcore punk. Jesus Lizard is like, I don't know. Uh, but yeah. hum, hum, I don't think you could call Hum a post-hardcore band, but they have okay. heavy elements. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, their albums are all a, heavy. Yeah. Especially the, the last one actually might be the heaviest album they've it ever done. It is the heavy. I think it is. Yeah. It's so I, good. I, I love Hum. I've seen them play multiple times. I got I, posters signed by them. And oh, sweet, man. I have all I've their albums on them. vinyl because they re-released. Re are they still uh, playing? Yeah. They still play. Oh, they put out an album a couple years ago. The drummer passed away, but I think oh, they're still going to continue. And uh, what about Jawbox? The... Yeah, Jawbox is great. Jawbox, <laughs> That's band. a good one. That's a good pull. <laughs> Fuck, there's so <laughs> many of them. A lot of bands. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. We'll, nice, we'll save that for a whole other episode or something, or another show. Oh my god, I would totally do a hardcore post-hardcore cast we wouldn't do that in the metalheads podcast ever endless metal as jeff and you got i me defined. thinking about it god damn it dude we've defined <laughs> we've defined the parameters here as whatever we if it's what metal we want. <laughs> yes 
like it could be metal could also be interpreted as something we fucking really think is awesome like metal like there's so many there's so many post-hardcore bands that are fucking metal meaning they're fucking awesome cool well i've been thinking about this just because you know i listen to a band like bear and where do i put them on my list they're not metal they've got a lot of metal stuff in it they're obviously post hardcore but where do i put them on a list i'm not doing a hardcore list you know right. they're not a yeah. rock band so you know is it something i need to consider more for my metal list you know because it's closer to metal than it is anything else i so. listen when I, when I heard bear like it's one of those records when i heard it like fucking more like metal heads like my my friends who are metal heads into more extreme metal like they gotta hear this because like this right. will this this because they won't listen if it's punk or if it's packaged as post you know some of my i don't know that's an ageist thing well, that's maybe. why i was saying what i said like it'll blow people's um if you're wall, in the hardcore you bears a band that blows metal. people's walls down yeah so that'll blow walls down right it just yeah. doesn't they do i mean they don't fit. <laughs> like, 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 what do you? Like, I, I love bands. Like, like, what do you do with a band like Harvey Milk? You ever listen to Harvey Milk? <laughs> Doom, <laughs> Doom, Punk. What are they? Shit ever. It's, it's so, so heavy. heavy. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I just text. I just texted you another band. You both, you guys. That that was a bear. Was probably they're one of my favorite uh, on Pelagic. There's so many great bands, but one that fits in this wheelhouse. From Pelagic Bison, do you know Bison? Oh yeah. Okay, no, you already no. know them. They are in, they are amazing, man. They are so another one of these bands that has that energy. I would say they're more like doomy and sludgy than Bear, but they still have atmospheres and they're crust. You know, they got like the D beat. You know, so they have a crust thing going on, and they've got this. I don't know, like sludgy, doomy, you know, but very atmospheric at the same time. Mm -hmm. Like it's an insane, like bison is another one. Like how do you combine that, that shit with, with crust? It's the only band I could give you as an example that actually does it, <laughs> you know, and it makes, it is just amazing. And there's anyway. so much mixing. Yeah. I mean, it's just, but to do it well is really fucking hard. It's tough. Yeah. Okay. Well, listen, pupil slicer. That's what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I like them so much. Cause they combine all these different styles and, and, and make it their own. And it's just, that is a killer record, man. So definitely check that one out. I'm glad you, you put like that one on. How did you discover them? Because, like, I have to be honest. Like, I got to get over this shtick of mine. Like, like I see the name of the band Pupil Slicer, and like I hesitate <laughs> to put the, put it on because I have all this. You know, it's going to be like gore. Blind. It's not. <laughs> you know, it's not going to be. It's. Like, I don't know what. It, it's I mean, not there's gonna, some terrible. I mean, that's a good band name, but there's some terrible ones out there. You you just gotta oh, yeah. listen to it. That's all. Like, slicers. <laughs> it's pretty quaint compared to some of the shit you see. Mm -hmm. That's true. Look, oh no, there's real, no doubt about that. It does kind of roll off the tongue, which is Pupil interesting. Slicer. I you know Pupil I just slicer. um you know I'm always looking for new stuff, and their label I probably listened to a different band and saw that, and then George was really into it. I, he may have even oh, named okay. them. Cool. He may have even named them his album of the month one month. Nice. I can't remember now, but um, I had already listened to them. But when he did that, I was like, fuck, I got to go back to that and listen to it again. And then um, I did. And then 
I just couldn't stop. And I ended up going uh, to a local record shop and uh, Bucket of Blood here in Chicago, and I, I bought the record. And uh, so it just stuck with me. I just, like you said, there a lot of bands will try to mash styles, but to be successful in it, especially a band like Pupil Slicer, where they're doing so many different things in it, that's hard to do, you know, really um, to shift that way, but then also make it a cohesive sound is not easy to do. No. Um, and they do it. Um, I guess they used to be uh, a different kind of band. George was telling me. Um, what did he say? What were they before? I don't remember now. I haven't never listened to their other albums. I've only heard the new one. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm trying to remember what he said. But So I think they've evolved. And, uh, I, I that's probably I, for the better. I also, I also really love the, the band's called Pupil Slicer, and the name of the album is Blossom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's fucking great. No, they're just like they're playing around with stuff, you know, because it could sound like, oh, is this just like an emo band or something? I don't know. Nope. Yeah, you said like I, you said that you you said I really like the punk energy in this band. Oh yeah, yeah, and the no, manic he, but infectious swings in the music. Right. They used to be grind. That's what George told me because okay. he likes grind a lot. And uh, cool. this is not grind. There's I don't detect any grind in this at all. George says he does, but I don't. How long are the songs? <laughs> are they more than a minute? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're more okay. So that. that's not grind. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah. or two two minutes is about the max if you're gonna be if you're grind. Yeah, I never listened to their older stuff, so um, I've been meaning to try to get back to it because I like that album so much. But nice. Eventually, I think. Uh, let me see here. What else do I got on my list? Other growers. Oh, yeah. yeah, man, I got a few, I got. Let's see, one, two, three, three more. Uh, Deadly Carnage, Endless Blue. Um, mm. This band started off playing vicious black metal hence the name deadly carnage uh, but they've changed a ton and and i think it's for the better like i was just talking about because they developed this kind of beautiful post black metal sound with gorgeous vocals and just this stunning warm atmospherics throughout the album wow. and uh this one in particular uh it's it's a concept album and it explores japanese folklore full of okay. spirits ghosts and demons and it's it's stunningly good like oh, okay. this is another one that uh if i really had to listen to it before uh end of year i may have put it on it now it's still a lot of heaviness don't get me wrong it is very pretty but it also has a lot of metal on it as well so um yeah this sounds like something you guys would like definitely give a give it a shot this is one where it's a name deadly carnage it sounds like it's a <laughs> fucking thrash band yeah, right? exactly. it's not not even close so yeah <laughs> listen to this one because uh i was shocked when i when i when i heard it because wow. um, i'd never really heard their other stuff they've been around a bit but like i said they were a different band before um but this is really good nice uh I wrote that one down too yeah you guys gotta let me know what you think of these and yeah. then um another one i just found recently is a rana r-a-n-a uh ricked <laughs> i don't it's german so i did my best impression it's on breath sewn bone blood records which is probably the best wow. record label name ever. was it breath sun bone blood wow <laughs> that's awesome um, it's a uh, really phenomenal Cascadian black metal 
uh, and Neo Crust mm. mixed with post rock, doom, and shoegaze. So it's right up my alley mm. uh, when it comes to to black metal. Uh, if people don't know, like Neo Crust is it's also been called emo crust. So it's a kind of a subgenre of hardcore yeah. has this really mm. dark melodic undertones to it. A, you said a R a N a R a N a. And there's like an R-A-N-A. apostrophe on the a at the A-N-A. end, but you'll be able to find it. Okay. Got it. And the album is a, yeah, you'll be able to find that. It's freaking awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> another one that I probably would have considered, uh, for the top 25. Yeah. Um, that one's really that one's been on my uh, on my heaviest quite a bit lately, nice. um, and then the very last one I have is an album that absolutely would have been on my list mm-hmm. had I heard it, and probably close to the top ten, if not the top ten. And I I picked this one up on vinyl recently uh, to try to make up for my egregious oversight. <laughs> And the name of this band is Winter Spells, and mm. the album is called Winds of Eternity on Banner of Blood Records. It's got to be like atmospheric black metal. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's high fantasy, melodic black metal with symphonic elements that's All really right. heavy, nice. heavy on atmosphere. And it has these slow, just really fantastic, slow, mournful riffs on it that sound like they were conjured under a medieval winter moon. And then there's these tranquil sections that make me feel like I'm night walking through a snowy forest. Nice. And, um, you know, every year there's an album or two that I want to kick myself for missing. And this, this one is it. So if you need 31 minutes of blackened frost hymns to get you through these, uh, <laughs> frigid days that have been happening, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, get this one on Bandcamp Cause it's great. Uh, I, and the vinyl's awesome, awesome too. Like a right. great cover. It's like a snowy forest, and there's this like like blood orange sky in the background. It's uh, it's pretty striking. It's really good. Um, I've listened to that one a lot lately, and uh, it would definitely would have made my list. Uh, but awesome. Never heard of Banner of Blood Records. Banner of just Blood. like I'd never heard of Breath Sun Bone Blood Records. So, <laughs> uh, you know. Um, I'm just amazed. I've listened to so many albums and yet these things just slip through the cracks, but so much. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter when you do that top 25, you're always going to find other things and you can still talk about them and then still give them their props, you know, especially if you're on the endless metal podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) Hey man, we're in like, I don't know, 52 countries, but you know, they're probably single-digit listeners. <laughs> I think we have a listener in Luxembourg. Most of them were, most, most of them were listening by mistake, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to hear this and be like, what the fuck was I even listening to this for? <laughs> what are these guys rambling on about? <laughs> Fucking hardcore? Fuck these guys. <laughs> no boundaries. Hardcore, uh, absolutely. So any others? Any other... These are, we're taking notes. That was on my list. That was on my list. Uh, I Those got are, all of them in there. Yep. You got them in there. So I got to just jump right in. I mean, I am absolutely fucking obsessed with this app. It's, I would call it ambient black metal. I believe it's a solo project. Um, the title of the record is, it looks like it's a combination of Japanese and Russian. 
so I don't actually know what the title is, but this guy calls himself Arctin, A-R-K-H-T-I-N-N. It is the most incredible, hypnotic, I bought every album on Bandcamp. You said A-R-K? A-R-K-H-T-I-N-N. Really, all the albums have the same kind of aesthetic, like this cool, weird, it's not traditional black metal font, Mm -hmm. um, minimalist, but typically you'll have two songs and like it's, it's, I think it's a Japanese or a Chinese character and they're like 21 minutes long. And so it's like, this is going to be ridiculous. How is this going to be good? But it is, it's not funerals because it's black metal, but it's Mm -hmm. hypnotic and it's, I would absolutely say the best, like Prometheus Emperor, like with the, the collision of the synth sounds, you know, where you've got percolating arps going on. You've got like really forward kind of organ sounds, but then riffs like fucking Isan Emperor crushing riffs and great black metal vocals. And it, and it just will all fall apart into these... I don't even think it's drone. It's more like um, maybe some some kind of like motoric kraut kind of leanings, you know, where you have the kind of percolating synthy guitar things that go on, but it goes by so fast. I mean, that's the thing about Arctin that just blows me away. And so like this record, which uh, it came out in twenty. It came out in December, December one of twenty twenty three. Through it was late. Um, ambient black metal, atmospheric black metal, black metal, and then it's all in Russian for for one of the descriptors. And the title is, I think, either Chinese or Japanese characters. It's a one man guy. I, there's not a lot of press about him. Like he. He seems like he's very wanting to be, you know, um, obscure, I guess. It's it's fucking genius. It's incredible. And so, like, the new Arctin record would definitely be – it would be in my top ten. It would have to be. Because I've wow. listened to it so much, and it's, it's definitely a heavies listener because there's so much nice. ambience, massive ambience to get lost in. <laughs> fucking genius person this arctin whoever he is so that's been my like you know it came out late but i'm so fucking glad i discovered this it's it's incredible nice it's awesome um what else would i put on there i mean definitely sentient ruin had i think a really phenomenal year there's a lot. I mean, they're really pushing the envelope. Sentient Ruin Laboratories, that rec, that label mm-hmm. out of the Bay Area, is really pushing the fucking label. Yeah, they definitely it, do that. And and it's some some of it. Maybe it's not totally my thing because it's somewhat experimental, um, in a way that I don't know. It's just, but there's a lot that's great. And one of the bands, I think it was number twenty six on my list, that is probably would would be higher now i think almost definitely would be higher is tomb absolute by the band negative vortex 
Mm, it's I listened to that. Incredible. It was 26. I think, uh, I mean, it would probably be higher right now. I mean, no question. I've been listening to it so much. Um, whole album, it's, it's massively atmospheric, but you also have like doom and and also grime a little bit of a grimy thing but you know we'll just shift seamlessly into the huge open like massive stereo stereo field doom kind of doomscapes you know brutal vocals so heavy um i don't know like who i think it's like two guys I think they're from I think they're from Brazil. They're like geniuses as far as I'm concerned. Like I don't I'm amazed at the sound they create. Um, it's my favorite release. I liked a lot of stuff on Sentient Ruin Laboratories, and I was it was hard trying to separate and think about all the different ones. But that's the one that definitely stuck with me the most, and I. I came back to, and it's grown. It continues to grow on me. Um, can't, nice. can't, can't re- recommend Tomb Absolute uh, by Negative Vortex enough. It's it's fucking amazing record. Uh, what Such else? A great band name. That is yeah. a great name. Yeah. Negative Vortex, awesome, awesome name. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think I put. I mean, it was number seven. So it's already really high, but I mean, I can't say enough about grief, the grief symposium. I mean, I just think it's, it is not a tip. I mean, it's definitely, you know, in that wheelhouse of the peaceful sound, you know, my dying bride, those sort of original great doom bands, Mm -hmm. but, and, and I think one of the guys, was he in one of those bands? They have there's some connection of members that I think there are I think one of the members of My Dying Bride may even be in Grief Symposium, but it so it has that sound. But the riffs, oh man, like it's got the emperor, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's got the fucking down tuned, like crushing riffs that are mid tempo, but then they will they'll accelerate. So it's it's you know, hooded menace. They're not being cabined by strict doom ethos of slow, slow, slow. They do the slow, slow, slow so fucking great, but they just punch you in the head with these killer riffs. Um, Amazing. I think it was my highest, was it my highest ranked doom record? It was like, you know, doom metal, funeral doom. Probably funerals would be. Funeral, yeah. I think that that's where it would fall. Um, yeah, I think it was my highest. Well, I love Dwelling Below, too. That was another band that I just out of nowhere discovered. Um, but Funerals was number four for you. That's Yeah, no, well, fu- Funerals, the band Funerals. I, but I wouldn't compare them at all to Brief Symposium. Like, I I don't know. I mean, Funerals is I, – I love the way you describe them in your in your review even as a new listener to the band like i hadn't listened to the previous stuff which was not metal but like the the uh ambience and the the, the mm-hmm. trance 
but also combining it with the heavy. Yeah. I don't know what to call funerals, <laughs> except like heavy, heavy ambient or something. I don't know what they are, but they're, they're amazing. But Grief Symposium is like, if you're into that Peaceville sound, but you're also, you know, open to what Hooded Menace does, what definitely another band will get into what we're looking forward to. And God, I hope they put out another record, um, Evoken. You know, like Evoken. Oh, I, love <laughs> I mean, I mean, they're 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 like the one of, one of the bands. So great, me too, dude. And like, they're like one of the master masters of slow doom, but then all of a sudden eruptions, right? Of like quickening of it goes from like well, that's the thing. They're doom, but they don't make it boring. Like it's they don't make it interesting. Yes, but totally, it's, it's crazy how they're able to accomplish that every time because it, it a, definitely feels like doom, but it's. I wouldn't say exciting, but at the same time, it's riveting. Yeah, yeah, it, it's riveting, and it's it doesn't sound like we're just okay. We're going to be really slow, and then we're going to be really fast, and it's not a patchwork. It's like no. there's there's meaning and intent and emotion. It's like chaos, the chaos mm -hmm. of the of the suffering and depressiveness of the doom gets unleashed yeah it's been, um, it's been a while since the last been a one. while what's yeah, the last so, one after morris is that no a hypnagogia uh, right right yeah where they which was a definitely a uh, innovative different record for them they brought in some oh, so good some, some cello they brought in some clean sounds it was a phenomenal record yeah but i cannot yeah. wait for their next their next record man i got most of their records on vinyl awesome so, such a great band yeah they're really good um, so the other one I have to mention, cause it just continues to be a one that I come back to and it's the band, a band that Jeff and I discovered, um, when we went and saw Mismore, Oldest Sea. And the thing about Oldest Sea that I love oh, so, yeah. yeah, they went up there in my number five, a bird song, a ghost. It's a new label, darkest, darkest records out of Albany. They got a couple They've done a couple of releases now. Um, I want to say that the guy that uh, not really was he the guy that founded the that label was in a band. I don't know. I'm not going to say the name of the band because I don't think he was in that band. I don't think he was in half. I was going to say half. I don't for some reason I thought he was, but I don't. He was definitely in in the scene and then created this label. But anyway. Why Old the Sea as a grower, I think it has a lot to do with, and, and I know the anchor, it wasn't a grower for you, marcus but like that record is so autobiographical. It's about Sam, her story, her, this like challenging depression, all of that emotion just dumped out on the table and then enduring and rebuilding herself. And she's a poet. Like the lyrics are incredible. Like when Jeff and I interviewed her, like this is not, she's a, she's a truly special artist. I would say like the title, right, Jeff, like the, a bird song, a ghost, yes. like, do you remember? Do you remember like where she got the idea for that title? 
Not off the top of my head, no. Yep. I'm sorry to quiz you. So <laughs> she's on she's on TikTok, and she's you know they've they, her and her and her partner Andrew like they recorded the record in the in their house, and they've got it you know all recorded. They don't have a title, and she's on TikTok, and she comes across this video, and it's a bird singing out, it's just like making these like very you know, not uh, harmonious kind of bird mm -hmm. songs at all, but like just really, and it was a bird. I think it's from Hawaii indigenous. It was the very last bird of this species of bird. It yes, was a male, yeah. it was a male singing out for its, <clears throat> its mate, but there's no more of this bird. Oh, jeez. And, and she said she's found the video and she's watching and she was just instantly in tears. It just like blew her, blew her open and she was like, this is the title of the album. And like, it makes so much sense too, because the depth of emotion, um, you know, and she shared some of it with us in the interview that she allowed, you know, that had to be the, I think all of, I went back and listened to some of the earlier oldest, which is not metal. It's like more acoustic. It's dark Americana kind of stuff. It's beautiful. Love it. But it's not metal. This is, as she said, you know, like they're having their metal moment. And Andrew is definitely loving it because he's like us, like a total metalhead. And um, yeah. I and saw so him at the Bellwood show. Oh, you saw him at the Bellwood show. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And so like there's some black, she does a black, awesome black metal voice. Like she loves black metal which is not a surprise. And so they, so she, it's really the first metal record for them. It's, and it's so unique sounding and her voice is so unique and just beautiful, beautiful, melodic, but, and tortured. Mm -hmm. And I just caught, I just keep coming back to it. It just grows and grows more on me. I'm stunned at the statement of the whole record. It's so personal. Um, it's so maybe that's a good place for me to stop. Like that one is, and, and, it, and it, it's special too, because we, you know, we, we went to the show, you know, like we, we saw the name oldest C and we were, we thought that was a cool name, you know, it was like, and as soon as they started playing, it was like very like plaintive, like clean kind of sounding chords, cowboy chords, as she described them. Um, and we were like, I was like, what? You know, I was thinking of Sub, Sub Rosa. I was like, mm -hmm. that was the only thing. I was like, is this like a, wow. Like, is, uh, you know, what is, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then, and then like they, like the buildups and everything just falls out and it's silent. You know, it's like you think you know when the hammer's coming, but they, and then, <laughs> and then her nice. voice, like, and, and it, it'll be like some, like some black metal thing or some melodic thing. They don't, they're, as they described us and they pull it off, I think so well, like they are really inspired by movies and like, there will be blood, like, like they're cinematic. That's how they write. Like their songs are for like uh, very, very, very cinematic, and and it absolutely 
uh, captured that live and then to get them on the show and to talk to them was really important because it helped me to really understand much more about just how like special she is and Andrew are like as a couple in terms of not following any trends, but this really challenging stuff, you know, that she was going through, but, but how the album was and it written from a place of like a wound, right. totally open fucking wound, you know? So yeah. yeah the I, fucking I could, last bird. Unbelievable. Right. Like what a story. Like, which I remember she told us it on the interview and I was like, uh, like I was speechless. I was like, that is just, I, I think I just said that is like the most fucking metal thing I've ever heard. <laughs> like it's so heavy. The last of the species singing out for its mate, but it's, 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 the, last, it's the last one. It's really anyway. sad. That is really sad. Talk about tragedy. I mean, it's just like, it blows your head, blows your mind. Yeah. Wow. Is that Jeffrey, it, that, I think <laughs> I, I think I'll I think I'll stop. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have to wrap up soon. I have some shitty things I got to stupid stuff I got to take care of before oh, I, yeah. I call it a night. So this um, could be a good place to stop, actually. Yeah. We could do that. Can we quickly mention some 2024 things we're looking forward to? Sure, man. Because I have to mention one thing real quick is Abhoria, which it's I already, it's out. It's out. It came. It just came out this month. It came out Friday, I think. Fucking, I listened to it a couple times. Fucking love that record. Yeah. That's I put that in my file as to remember to come back to that one. Abhoria. Abhoria and and it was um, Ashenhorde, right? The guy from from Ashenhorde. Yeah, it's Trevor. Yeah, we're friends with Trevor. Um, I've I've gone hiking with him. I actually just texted oh. him yesterday to tell him how much I loved uh, the Abhoria record because they it's got a, incredible. They got man. a new vocalist on it uh, from in uh, the company of Serpents, and he's he's awesome. He's a perfect yeah. fit for that band. I think they've taken it to another level. You know, it's really good. So that's already out, but I was really excited, like. To, to discover, I just got, I think I discovered from you guys uh, on the. Yeah, on we're the gonna, we'll probably have Trevor on the next episode, I think, because the album's out and we'll talk to him about it. He, it's gotten a lot of great reviews too, a lot of nines and awesome and fives and stuff. Fucking so that's just, really cool. That's fantastic. But I would say, like, I, I really hope, I think, Evoken, like, if a new Evoken record, probably. I, mean, I haven't be, heard anything about that, but. Like, they're they're on Facebook and they've played they've been doing some shows and things, but I have not heard and they're on Profound Lore, but who knows? But I, I so yeah, I don't know. I don't know though. Like, where do you get your where do you get your news about forthcoming releases? Like Invisible uh-huh. Oranges sometimes will do or singles and things. Well, like actually. That. This episode of Decibel or this episode this issue of Decibel. Has right. anticipated albums in it. Um, I listened. I follow to the, the, the single of. Hol- I bought Holder. I bought the pre-order. Oh yeah, 20, yeah. We 20 got bucks, the twenty bucks spin. Nice. We got the promo for that. Uh, I haven't listed the whole thing yet. I just really got like it. it, so they'll listen to that one. Um, but um, what else do you got? 
definitely the Judas Priest, which I believe yeah. comes out in March. I, I can't wait for that. I wasn't a huge fan of the last song they dropped, but you know, I'm still pretty. Oh, excited. the Crown of Horns. But I think I listened to it because it's like, show us your horns, and I'm thinking to myself, they fucking wrote this for like concerts because they're gonna get everybody <laughs> doing like. Uh, yeah maybe (laughs) Uh, they've earned it they've earned it man but no trial by fire i think is fantastic i think and also i think uh panic attack is great it's got like Mm -hmm. this like never the hero from firepower begins with like those little the synths kind of building this is even more synthy the beginning of panic attack Mm -hmm. and then it's just catchy and halford you gotta have the scream you gotta have a, a Halford, you know, and he he just deliver <laughs> he delivers it like it's the guy's like in his set. Is he yeah. seventy? I mean, the, the firepower is so good and so good. You know, looking forward to this one and also seeing him live. It's gonna oh, be fun. Yeah. Jeff and I fun. are gonna see Priest live, and it's Jeff's first time, right? Seeing Priest. What? Nice. That's I'm fun. Exci- I can't believe it's gonna happen. Actually, I'm very excited. It's happening. It's ha- it's really happening. <laughs> and Saxon is opening up. Saxon. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. We actually just dropped another new album, which I think is yeah, it's, it's 30th all right. album. They've had like they have like thirty albums. It's well, incredible. they've been a band forty six years. <laughs> They're amazing. I mean, that alone, you know, we got to see, we got to go, we have to make sure we don't miss Saxon. Yeah. That's like true, like Nawabum, like part of that beginning of that. See, denim and leather. Remember that record, denim and leather. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're classic Saxon yeah. stuff. I, yeah. Oh, and Uriah Heep. Uriah Heep is, I think, it's touring too with Priest and and Saxon, which is hey, really not, on the same. That's the same show. That's the same show. Yeah. Wow. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. We did a top fifty metal albums in the last fifty years a couple of years ago, and one of the albums I think I had on there was Uriah Heep because in those early years, you know, you're kind of stretching for what's like metal but and they've they've done some heavy songs so yeah yeah um i forget which record i had on there but um one of them i think made my list super talented band yeah really good great where are we so anticipate uh uh, anticipatory albums of coming forthcoming that you're really looking forward to um let's see here um well, i'll give you a quick list and then i'll talk about a couple that are like my favorites so uh, my dying bride's got one coming out nice. really curious to see what that sounds like uh glacial tomb uh ben hutcherson from a uh, chemist and uh, he did it's a death metal record he, the first one came out a couple years ago it was really good i'm curious to see what this one sounds like i actually wore a glacial tomb shirt when i scaled a glacier in Norway. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> you scaled yeah. a glacier in Norway? Yep. And I wore a glacial tomb shirt and then I posted online. <laughs> Dude, that is so cool. It's the most man. metal thing ever. That's maybe. like that's incredibly metal. I didn't know yeah. you went to Norway. Oh yeah, yeah. It was my favorite trip I've ever done. Uh, what a, that's awesome. Yep. So you didn't you didn't see any shows when you were there. No, I didn't see any no. shows. Yeah. But I did go to the Nessa Blood, which is like you know the origin of the second wave of black metal and <laughs> nice. the, the the basement where it says black metal scrawled on the wall wow, right. wow. Yeah, yeah that was cool um let's see what else am i looking forward to uh carrie king's album supposed to be basically slayer Sl- again yeah we'll see what happens I, we, I i've followed that but like so we know it's carrie king 
we know it's Paul Bostaff. Yeah, we drums. don't know who the vocalist is. We yeah. don't think we don't think Gary Holt is in the band. I don't think so, but I mean they haven't really said much. The, the and the one I hope I mean we I don't know I at one point there was the big rumor was Phil Anselmo was going to be the vocalist. Yeah. I think I that would, I think that would be cool, but anyway we don't know. But anything by Carrie King, I'm with you. Slayer. God. Yeah, it sounds like, like it's just gonna be a continuation of Slayer, so which is fine with me. Fucking great, perfect. <laughs> don't, don't love the band name. Like, you know what he should have called himself? The band King Slayer. <laughs> right. How nice. perfect is that? Yes. Instead of Carrie yeah. King, no. Carrie King. I don't need that. Yeah. <clears throat> Maybe there is a King Slayer band. I don't know. Could be. Uh, Crip Sermon's putting on a new one. Really looking oh, forward nice. to that. I love the last one. Uh, Dark Descent on Dark, on Dark Descent. Mm, was it Dark Descent? Or have they gotten assigned to a bigger label? I don't Crip, remember. Crip Sermon. Can't remember. Anyway, I love. I like Crip Sermon a lot. Anyway, sorry. No, really good. Uh, Blood Super Incantations is going to put out a new one. They've been putting out a lot of stuff lately, but not a, a full, a proper full length. So that's coming out. Uh, Gate Creeper also putting out a new one. High on Fire putting yes. out a new one. Ooh, I just saw fire. on Instagram the, there's an Instagram post. It's not Matt Pike, it's the bass player with the, the test pressing on the new record. Yeah, yeah. So that's, no. gonna, that's coming out. I already got the name of it. I can't remember the name of the album. Oh, it's coming I, I, out I, I, in, I, I, in I April. I fucking love High on Fire. So. Me too. I got all their albums on vinyl except for so one. good. Um, and then the, the, the three, well, three of the ones that I'm really excited about is Un, Identity. Uh, we talked about Doom, and um, this album is expected to drop in fall or winter from Translation Loss. Nice. And uh, their last two albums made my top 25, so they're just one of my favorite Doom metal bands going. I'm just interested to see where they go with this release, if it, you know, they incorporate other sounds into, the, into that freaking desolate Doom sound that they do. Um, Jotun, um, love, love this band. They released a track from, from the new album called Mistland mm. last year, and it was just phenomenal. Um, so it's no really word on when the LP is going to drop. They just said it's coming out this year from Metal Blade. Um, their last album, Access All Worlds, uh, was one of my most played records in 2021. I think it was number two on my list that mm. year. Just a really perfect flight of progressive sci-fi death metal. Nice. Um, every song was gorgeously crafted, fucking star-charged with, with hooks and cosmic wonderment. And then uh, John mm -hmm. Aldaro, who's the vocalist, he just turns in a, an extraordinary performance on uh, clean and growled vocals. Nice. Um, so I'm just really looking forward to seeing what they're, what they're going to do on the next one. And then... My number one record that I'm looking forward to is Glassing. Um, oh. The new album's done. It's coming out from Pelagic Records. There's that mm -hmm. fucking label coming up again. Um, they've become one of my favorite post metal bands over the last. Glassing, yeah, yeah. So uh, nice. And it just reminds me, I have to say, because right there with, um, I know Glassing. I love Glassing. Yeah. Uh, my other way to the top. Uh, one I'm really excited to hear is Sugar ha Sugar Horse, 
which will be the new record by LLNN on Pelagic. Mm. Um, shit, what's the date today? Oh, it, did it come out? No, the single. So the single, which I love, The Horror, came out in January. The full record, Sugar Horse, is coming out, I think, in March. LLNN, brutal. Um, you know, it's interesting. Would I call them death metal? I definitely think there's death metal in LLN, but another band that, you know, they have, they have eyes of blazing, crushing death metal, but hearts is like huge and atmospheric as like, you know, post, like a post metal saturated guitar sound, um, ocean mono, they do the slow downs and then the boom, but uh, another one of my favorite pelagic bands. So I would put sh that record LLNN next to uh, Glassing because I forgot about Glassing. Yeah. I, cool. And actually, I don't remember actually, I don't think because I, I follow them on Instagram, but I don't think I knew they were dropping a new record. Anyway, had to say that because they're on the same label. And if you haven't heard LLNN, like highly recommend. Yeah, them yeah. No, they've talked about the new album, and they're they're touring too. They announced the tour with Author and Punisher and more. Oh, nice. So nice. that's. Uh, do you know Author and Punisher? I do. I don't like them. George had them, I think, number one their last record. But I'm not a big fan. I'm just going to go see Glassing, and then I'm leaving. <laughs> so, <laughs> Yeah, Morn's yeah. fine. I, you know, if I catch some of them, that's cool. But I don't I'm know really, I've never yeah. seen Glassing, and they're like one of my favorite bands going right now. So I'm really excited about that, and it's coming in February. So nice. Um, I'm sure they're going to play new stuff uh, from the album as well, which is really nice. But um, yeah, I, I almost saw them. Where was I? Uh, where the heck? Was, oh, Atlanta. I was in Atlanta for a comic con, and Glassing was playing there, and I met somebody wow. who was like going to the show, but. I had a bunch of friends there and I was like, ah, I, it's just too much work to try to go to the show. I'm just going to have to wait till they come to Chicago. So they just announced the tour and I'm really excited about that one. Cause that's, that's one band I really want to see like of the awesome. newer bands that are out there. Like that's, they're up there for me. Oh, the other thing, Marcus on you, are you guys going to the uh, Maryland death fest? Some of the guys are, I don't think I'm going to go to that uh i believe i know the other i think george and will are definitely going because i mean they're right you know they live there yeah. i don't think i'm going just because i have a lot of other things that we're doing um mm -hmm. so um, i love maryland death festival last time but uh we have to look we have to uh see if we can do that jeff because esoteric yeah for sure it's, it's a good lineup there's a lot of good bands mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's been a couple of years because they took a year off. Right. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I don't think I'm going to do that. I may do um, – Jay and Matt did uh, Psycho Las Vegas a couple of years ago. They didn't yeah. do it last year. Um, so they really had a good time, and I'm thinking about doing that. Uh, so we'll see. i got to see nice. what the lineup is and when it is and all that. But Yeah. I'm going to try to do some more comic shows this year. This is one. I have essentially, it sounds like, I mean, your comic is only, get, it's only going to get grow and grow. I mean, and 
who knows? I mean, right. I mean, it's like a super exciting time for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't like doing a lot of shows, but, um, there's some places I've never been to Boston, so I'd like to go there and, Oh, you gotta go uh, to my home city, get a free table. So if I, if I get that, if I get a, a, a comp table and I'll probably go and Tracy knows somebody out there, so well, she'll come with me and it'll be a nice little vacation and I get to do the show. Perfect. Uh, so we'll see. It's a good way to just network with people and other editors. Cause I've got lots of other comics in the works and everything. And, um, I don't, I just don't really do that many shows nowadays just cause it's, it's expensive. Yeah. Usually you get the table paid back and, the travel and everything, but you know, uh, I don't know if it's worth all that effort. Um, mm -hmm. so we do our hometown show here, C2E2 and, um, that's great, but, um, I haven't really done, uh, conventions outside of the state in a bit. I used to do a bit more, but I kind of scaled them back. So I'm thinking about doing Boston, but it just depends. They, they want to let me in or not. <laughs> Maybe they'll listen to this podcast and be like, hell no. <laughs> well, it's a good thing not many people listen to the Endless Metal podcast. Uh, I'm sure uh, you guys got plenty of listeners, you know. We joke about that in the Metalheads, and, like, I know we had a lot of listeners. And, and you guys have a lot. lot you, you guys are like OG Metal podcast. <laughs> I mean, so. Well, this year is our 10th year. 10th year. Well, wow. I haven't been there. Uh, I don't know if I've been listening to podcasts for 10 years. No, 10 <laughs> years of Metalheads podcast. I've been on, this will be my sixth year. Um, and also we're going to have our, our 150th episode wow. uh, in May. And so um, I already have ideas for what we want to do for the for that episode. Episode 150 will also be a celebration of 10 years. That's awesome. So, um, yeah, so we're going to try to do some some special things like a different kind of an episode uh, to celebrate that. That'll be a dry episode, right? <laughs> Not that special. <laughs> <laughs> We're sober. <laughs> sober 10th anniversary with the Metalheads podcast. Psych. Bust yeah, out I the 14 point. <laughs> bust out the quad quad ipa and they and the mead yeah, yeah i mean it should be good uh i thought of some ideas and uh we, we have to talk about them of course but uh you know it should be a little bit different and fun and we probably won't have a guest probably just be us which nice. we don't do very often these days we always have somebody on but yeah so we'll see i think that's really cool the fact that george did this 10 years ago and it's it's still it's going. amazing it's really awesome cool. It's inspiring for Jeff and I. For sure. We, we've had a lot of fun and we're just, it's, yeah, keep keeping it going. Fucking it's, tonight it's, is really fun, boys. Tonight was a blast, <laughs> man. It's like <laughs> so much fucking fun. You know, it's like, what, you know, but that's amazing. Ten, the 10th anniversary. So if you can, mm -hmm. if you can, um, you know, not to be um, <laughs> presumptuous, but if you could slide Jeff and I, and we can, we'd love to come on. That would be fun. Yeah, man, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll definitely uh, pitch that. So I've been getting the guests recently, like metal bands and stuff like that. But I'll let the boys know that you guys are interested, especially when you guys post this podcast and stuff. Like you got to get, you know, Ben and Jeff on. They'd be good guests. <laughs> That'd be fun. It'll be That'd like be a 12-hour podcast, I think. 
<laughs> you know, give us some give us some forewarning so we can get we can train and like wring out our livers and you know start doing um, calisthenics and, and, and well you know and, we and sleep we, deprivation tests <laughs> we have an itinerary so you know we always um we send right. that to people in advance and um you know whenever we have first guests on we always ask them you know what three metal albums would you pick that uh people would uh, be able to listen to and better understand you as people. That's yeah. so good. That's a so, great question. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's we really always get good. some really good answers. And then, uh, like we just had Ian Gillings on, and he did that one. He's like, "That's a really fucking hard question." I was like, "I believe in you. Do it." So <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, nice. Yeah. So we do that. You know, we do the news, and if you stay on the whole time, and uh, we either do top five or we do. Uh, uh, metal thunderdome and we talk metal about Thunder. new releases that are out and then we talk about what we're listening to and then we have um we have a new section called picked from pick from the crypt oh. that is like one album from any time period that you think somebody should listen to i love it that's great and um so that's that's one of our new things we've only done it maybe three times now so we try to come up with some new categories and everything like uh, but yeah, it's fun. You guys have a good time. Um, so yeah, I'll put you in the queue and let the boys Let's know. And then, uh, yeah, we. I mean, I've been booking this the podcast like in advance. That's, that's, <laughs> I, that's, if it was up to me, I would have the whole year already booked. <laughs> <laughs> really, it's up to George. It's his podcast. You know, I just kind of been, I've just been doing more with yeah. it to try to help yeah. out, um, but. You know, it's like really what he wants to do. And you know, I mostly he does what I, I, my suggestions, but <clears throat> it's always a thing with me. Like when I do podcasts, like I, um, I always just naturally step into a leadership role and I'm trying not, I didn't want to do that for metalheads, you know? So I'm trying to do something where I'm just like helping out and I've just been doing more and more. It's just how I, how I am. Yeah, man. I mean, and, you're 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 passionate and you're also a doer and so like it breathes life into the cast i'm sure i'm sure right and yeah you have and you have and you guys are all so close as friends i mean uh so i think it's awesome you know yeah no man it's like a, it was a lifesaver for me really you know um i just i needed to have that outlet to talk about metal yeah and now i can't really imagine uh having that not having that you know totally and and I just, I know Jeff has to go and we need to wrap up, but. You like, had to go like half hour ago. I know. But like, the, <laughs> you know, these, these. You, you, know, don't, you know, if you guys want to continue on, by all means, I'll, I'll just bow out. I think we got to wrap up. I, I actually supposed to, to play up. games with my buddy that I've known since high school. Okay. So it's good. I was just going to say, like, I've had this very tumultuous last couple of months and healthy and better and everything else. But like doing this just reminds me of how much i have i'm the same way as you marcus on i know jeff the same like it's it's a it's got to talk got to talk about metal got to share our passion for this music it does yeah. it's it's life-saving and and affirming for sure so yeah and we did a lot awesome of that tonight 
yeah, <laughs> we did a lot. Yeah, we did a guy. lot, dude. It was great. I got great my catching look at this guy. Look at his list. <laughs> Handwritten notes by Jeff. Really good. What, what I'm looking forward to in 2024 is everything that I missed, like catching up on everything I missed in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> everything Marcus unsaid. That's what I'm looking forward to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Definitely. Awesome, boys. All right, this man. Have a great night, Marcusan. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it, boys. Anytime. Great having you. Yeah, we'll do it soon for sure. Right. Definitely. Take care, Jeff. Take care, guys. All right. All right. Enjoy the rest of the week. Bye, boys.